Justin, Preston, how are you guys? Good, Good afternoon. All right, who's got children? Is that Preston or Justin? I think that's the answer. <laughs> Who do you think? <laughs> <laughs> how many are we up to now? Uh, the one talking in my mic right now is number eight. And then, uh, hey, guys, number nine is on the way. I don't think I've – I announced that last night. I didn't tell you that, Mario crew. <laughs> number nine due in December. It's a Brady Bunch family. Don't get too scared. So it's uh, this will be. Uh, I, I've I have six kids to my name. This will be number seven. My wife has two from a previous marriage. We have, we will have four all together. So it's nine all together if you're doing the math. <laughs> I need to do whatever you're doing for a living because I I I don't even know how somebody pays for all that. But you can do the Brady Bunch with just the kids, Justin. You got it the pays squares. for itself and just the loves and hugs. Love. That's what you need. <laughs> there you go. Things that, you know, things with this story, uh, especially Preston, I just heard you speaking in another space about this. Uh, I've gotten a little bit more intense. It seems to get more intense by the day. Um, you know, it seems like it's a really polarizing issue. So uh, I know we had a, a decently long space on this yesterday, but. Geez, I mean, there's been plenty of developments today as well. So, just uh, trying to get the panel up here. Bear with us. There we go, building out a little bit. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Chief, Ben, welcome back. Oh, and Max, too. You're up here, too. And Doc. All right, we're building out quickly. Max is on the freaking front lines of this whole uh, Trump-DeSantis war, it seems. So, that's... It was rumored one time that Max and I were the same person. The illustrious, great uh, Rebecca... Uh, Jones, who uh, is, I think, still criminally indicted. I can't remember where that stands. She, but... she admitted guilt for the felony. She's still, she's out on bail for the stalking charge. Right. Um, but yeah, she accused me of being a lot of people. Uh, she accused me of being like a police chief. She accused me of being like some administrator in her son's school. She accused me of being you. She accused me of being some random guy in Indiana. Uh, she accused me of being Christina... Uh, of course, but who hasn't been accused of that? And then she accused me of being Dan Goldwasser. Um, so, you know, she's she's dealing with her stuff. It seems like she's got a lot on her plate because, you know, I, I think she is uh, attacking DeSantis constantly. Uh, well, she was, I mean, side of things, but. man, we could, I mean, we could have a whole space on the whole space is on her at one point. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, I've had many spaces on this as well. Like it all started in, in May of 2020. I mean, I'm not gonna tell the story, but it started in May 2020 and there was this rumor, like they fired this person in Florida, the Florida department of health fired someone who was uh, revealing that the department of health was falsifying COVID data. And, like, it immediately came out that, like, it was completely, like, not true. She was not in any way involved in it. And yet she's, like, persisted for, for three years claiming she, she whistle blew something. Then it came out that there's all this other criminal stuff. And just, it's just a whole mess. Um, 
and this is just like, and then she ran for Congress against Matt Gates. Um, Vish can probably speak to that. And uh, she's she's still, you know, she's still pushing the same stuff. She's still pushing. I mean, this is a, an issue I think that unites the Trump and DeSantis camps because she's she's smearing Christina as a stalker and smearing Matt Gates as a pedophile, and uh, it's it's all very very ugly stuff um, from a from a person who's been involuntarily detained under the Baker Act and arrested five times and has all kinds of criminal issues. She was Baker Acted down there in Florida? Yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah she was so. Just give a short, you know, because we're going to kick off here in just a second, but I, I do want to ask, you know, just for our audience, um, what is exactly, you are from Florida and you're pretty, you're pretty up on this stuff. What is the Baker Act? Uh, I don't remember the exact detail. It's, it's, I mean, the short story is that you're involuntarily detained for, uh, for mental health issues. It's like a 5150 in California, three days hold. Then you got a release unless there's two, uh, two doctors who will testify as to the, your dangerous condition. And then you can be held longer. That's in California. Okay. Um, Swayman, do you want to you want to kick off real quick? Because there are a couple other people that I actually want to invite to this panel if we can. So go ahead. Oh, give me two minutes, bro. Yeah, yeah, sure, that's fine. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, Preston, I'll, I'll start off with you here because uh, we're seeing the aftermath of what happened with the the Babylon Bee and being publicly, you know, fired for what it, the accusation is that. Gavin, uh, who was the vice president of marketing at the Babylon Bee, was fired, uh, you know, uh, seemingly because he uh, was, you know, very pro-Trump. Seth Dillon, the CEO of the Babylon Bee, uh, said on our space yesterday that he was fired because he was being vulgar. Um, you know, but you have a similar story. You worked for Right Side Broadcasting Network for a while. I, I believe you were a writer with them. Uh, so, you know, is this a similar situation or, you know, can they be compared at all? Yeah, 100%. Because you seem to be saying that you were fired for being pro um, or saying things against the same. Yeah, Preston, well. Preston, just before you answer that, guys, um, can you hear me? Yep. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so, guys, we have got a number. For, uh, we have invited a number of people. So if you're on request, we will bring you up as the show goes on. So do not worry. Like, if you've been invited... Uh we will I can step down, Suleiman. I can step down because you're going to have a lot of, uh, uh, you know... No, no, you should stay up because we're going to go into the legal aspect of it as well. So. Okay. Yeah, nobody panic and start another space is called Mario Speakers Suck. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Everything yeah, so, goes flowing here. We'll get you up as we can. Yeah, so we will get you up. If you've, if you've been invited, we'll get you up during the show. So that's for sure. So do not worry. Just stay on the request button. Uh, sorry, Preston, I did interrupt. Please go ahead. Yeah, so I think the situations are pretty much exactly alike. Um, I wasn't employed at Right Side Broadcasting. I was an independent con contractor, uh, which is what every writer for RSBN is, uh, is an independent contractor. Um, I was on their schedule to produce content every single week, uh, articles that were op-ed pieces. Um, they knew that I was going they, – they knew going in, that was the reason they reached out to me, that I was pro-Trump, and that was going to be my angle. Um, and the chief editor, uh, called me up one day and it was, you know, 9am in the morning, 
very random though because you know i had i had had content going up on instagram for a long time that was of the same type of you know tone that was kind of making fun of desantis playing off the meatball ron joke and i get a call saying that she's worried this is the chief editor um i'm not gonna you go look at who that is um and she says we're worried that if you stay on you're going to basically pose sort of a problem for us because Ron's PR team could get the could get a bad sense about RSBN if we are if we have writers that are writing for us that are posting memes about him like you are on your social media. And so basically we're going to have to terminate you. And I said, well, it, honestly, it feels like you're muzzling me. Um, I, you know, I'm posting lighthearted stuff like if it was super nasty, vulgar or like, you know, factually unfounded stuff then that'd be one thing but like these are just memes and she said sorry this this decision's already been made you know you're cut off well then they got a bunch of public backlash for it just like the babylon bees getting right now um we call that the fall of babylon but um rsbn got a ton of backlash for it and they ended up trying to you know put out some BS press release and backpedal just like Seth Dillon's doing right now too. So I think these situations are absolutely comparable. But the the real thing that really raises alarm bells here is that, you know, people can say, oh, this is a satire website. They don't they're not bound by the same journalistic integrity that other uh, news outlets are, you know, kind of bound to. That's still not really that true. I think at least as a consumer of all news I want to know that whatever news organization I'm reading from, whether it be satire or not, is not being under the table politically fueled by a campaign without me knowing it. And so when I came to find out that, you know, Seth Dillon allegedly has the comes out with this admission of accepting payments from the DeSantis team and is basically a speech writing consultant for them, that's pretty alarming for me. And, you know, I think, we're in a time right now where you never know what news is true and what news is not true. But we, we have all the facts. We have all the receipts and the text messages and everything that proves it. And so Babylon B is going down. The Ron DeSantis team is just getting painted every day. I mean, Trump's Trump honestly can just kick back in his recliner and drink sweet tea because these people are doing the job for us. They are slandering people. They're trying to take away people's livelihood. And if we have, um, we do pro DeSantis people in this room, they're going to get up and take the mic and defend, you know, Seth Dillon and Christina Pushaw, who Christina and Jenna Ellis and all the rest of that gang, they are sick individuals because they go after us, us as in me, Alex Brusowitz, Laura Loomer. They have Newsweek or, you know, all these other outlets that they have contact with do hit pieces on us constantly. So they are sick individuals. The DeSantis campaign is made up of that. And, you know, DeSantis is a user. He used Trump for so long. We all know. Can, can you wrap that? Can you can you help him have him wrap up, please? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, I want to ask uh, yeah. you uh, if I can ask a question for either president and then chief uh, Trump, sir. Um, what, what about the criticism that people from the kind of the DeSantis guys, wherever there's just, you know, conservative media are, are saying that the way you're treating uh, Babylon B is basically cancel culture. Now we, you know that you're 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 pushing a cancel culture against Babel, Babylon B that you guys have criticized so much on the other no, side. No, it's what would you it's not cancel that? culture when an organization or you know business entity is not representing the values that you feel align with you. If, if Target, for instance, 
they they you know constantly promote LGBT and they're the transgender bathroom bullcrap. So I don't shop there. And I tell I encourage other people who share my values not to shop there. And that's not necessarily cancel culture. That's just me sharing with a group of my friends, hey, this group is actively working toward our set of Christian values. We shouldn't we shouldn't support them. That's not really cancel culture. Cancel culture is going after somebody for just purely political purposes. This is a fundamental, fundamentally immoral and unethical thing to fire somebody in the public square simply over defending their own character and being pro-Trump. That is wrong. So just to make sure I understand, you think there's a differentiation. You think if it's culturally aligned, that's one issue and that's fine. So a boycott. But a political, as you say, if I'm not mistaken, kind of like an attack, a hit job against somebody, that's where you draw the line. I just want to make sure I understand. It's, it's just it's a legitimate question. Yeah, I think if a group or entity does not represent my values and is act- actively working against my values, people were, are f- fully within their right to say, OK, let's not support these guys anymore and do what they did to Bud Light, drain them six billion dollars in a week. Yeah, 100 percent, especially if they're working against Christian values. I'll say that. So, uh, Max, let, let me ask you. I want to get you in here real quick. Is it fair to get? Obviously, there have been uh, it's uh, Christina Pushaw. You can uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, Jenna Ellis has taken a lot of heat as well. Is it fair to bring them into this? Is there any sort of you know link? Uh, where, no, where does that information I mean, come from? N- no, it's look. You know, the long and short of this is that Gavin acted like a jerk online and then tried to show up his boss and he got fired. And you can say, like, well, they could have handled it internally. Should have been something else. Like, we know that that's what happened because that's what he did all the time. Like, and, you, and then, like, there are other people who are pro-Trump, pro-DeSantis, anti-both of them. And they didn't get fired. Like, this is it's pretty simple what happened. And I think, like, trying to make this into a, um, into, like, some grand conspiracy where, like, Christina did something. She didn't do anything. But trying to make it into a grand conspiracy where the DeSantis campaign had something to do with this is... It's very opportunistic. It's basically just just Gavin refusing to take responsibility for his actions. And, uh, yeah, it's him refusing to take responsibility for his actions. Plus, um, the added bonus, the, 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 it's protecting against the downside, which is avoiding responsibility for his actions. And then it's also protecting the upside, which is like, look at me. I'm fighting for Trump and I'm fighting against DeSantis and saying that DeSantis is trying to, you know, black, blacklist people, kind of like how the Trump campaign is threatening to blacklist anyone Um whoever worked for DeSantis, which is actually, which is actually happening and which AB who gets paid $35,000 to support Trump uh, supports. Um, so it is what it is. Because wait, the, but the thing you said, the, the issue is that there's not a clear understanding of what specifically was it that he got fired for. I'm, I don't but think. Any, well, Chief, Chief Trumpster, you, you like, you're trying to do this little, like, you like fit, you dig at like individual things. Like the problem is you have to search for specific things. Like we know what Gavin was doing, and you can like it, or you can dislike it. He was the most aggressively like insulting, like it's aggressively insulting people, um, and going after in like a very, you know, in his unique way. And you can say that's fine, but he's the one who did it. Like the stuff, the examples you're looking for, you had to look for them. Max, you're not again. So I let you, I let you finish your, your point respectfully. Um, I don't think you've let me finish that as of right now. Um, the point I'm trying to make is that no one in this call, I don't think, is 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 uh, denying a private company has the right to do whatever. So you made that point as if anyone in this call is 
trying to deny that claim, which is, I think, inaccurate or mischaracterization. Um, the issue that I had going into the space yesterday uh, or, the, or how when, when this whole thing started um, was that it seems selective because he said it was not a volume issue and that he doesn't monitor. He he said in the space, I had a transcript. I looked at this yet like this morning. He said that he doesn't monitor his employees and he's not going to he, he didn't have any um, knowing or knowledge of some of the other things we're talking about, but then said later on that he he saw there's 250 tweets or 200 tweets a day or something like that so the point was there are inconsistencies in what he said publicly and those are something we should be pointing to now no one here is gonna uh know what internally it was if there is any internal problems or not that's something that seth and gavin will have to deal with and i'm sure that you know i'm sure gavin will be retaining counsel or looking at this as anyone probably here would if they're in his situation and i don't know how far i'll go with that but um you know, and there, whether there's a case for it or not, I'm not a lawyer. Maybe um, I think Benjamin is more um, well versed in that, I think. But, um, you know, I think the issue, though, is from a public stance looking into this, it's selective because he said at one time he doesn't monitor or have any, uh, he doesn't monitor these tweets, but he said he did. He said that it's not a volume issue, but a mean spirited issue. But then he said later on that it's a pattern issue. And then he played really like, very vague war game saying I didn't fire him actually I said they removed the Babylon B from his bio and he also had the war games for like 10 minutes this uh forgot which person it was uh I think it was Paul his name was trying to go and ask very simple question was you fired and he couldn't give this a straight answer for this and if we're trying to go with public transparency I understand there's legal issues here but from a public look it just didn't really seem that clear you know or or, or or concise to me and it seemed like it's a pr disaster and but you're, you're looking at this like you're looking at this like a lawyer trying to parse individual like like details it's it's very simple like he became a problem employee so he got fired it, it reminds me of the time that uh tech lead the prominent youtube channel he like he was talking way too much about his job in big tech and like opining way too much and he got fired compare that to like just a random person who like casually remarks in their job and it says similar things, but like no one really notices. They don't get fired. Like th this is, you know, if, if we didn't, if this was not a political, if this was not something that people talked about in politics, like this wouldn't be controversial at Max, all. Max, tell us where's the, Max, tell us where the Max, pattern was. Max, tell us where Max, the pattern was. Max, 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 I'm going to ask you a few questions. Um, so just to be clear, I, I want to start at the beginning. Um, so the argument that Seth made was, that this guy was basically, and you've said the same thing, that he was crazy, essentially, on Twitter. He was being horrible. He was being mean. I mean, I have looked into this, although superficially, so I'd like for you, because you made the comment as well, and so I'm sure you'll have the evidence to back it up, Like where this guy has been nasty and has been one way, because I looked at his tweets with your tweets, and you were basically attacking him. He was attacking you. I think he's fair game. And I don't like this whole thing of like, oh, I can say anything I want to somebody and that person's not allowed to respond. So I saw his interaction with you and it was back and forth. You were being quite aggressive. He was being, aggre uh, he was being aggressive back in terms of the contentions that were made. I saw his interaction with Jenna Ellis and the same thing. They were being both quite uh, aggressive in the same manner. Like the, what I mean by that, they weren't being aggressive, but the tone was very similar to what they were using to each other. I saw his, and, and so essentially he was having a number of inter interactions with dissenters people. But so, so that for me, that's so. First of all, question to you is do you think that's fair game? Like, is it okay for him to basically give people the same energy he's receiving or when both people are interacting? And the second question is can you direct it to a situation where he was full on abuse and it was just him? 
been on a full-on attack and it wasn't a back and forth with, for example, the DeSantis camp. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know about like you know. You want me to like dig up examples? I'm just on my phone. Um, what I'll say is that it's uh, like if it's a pattern, if it's something that you notice over time, then you know, then like you just know. Like, there's no other person at the Babylon right, Bee you can, who is you, visible. Yeah. Here, here, here's like what, like what do you specifically want me to like? Do you want me to like list? Examples? You don't get to yeah, say there was again and then. So, so, so not list examples, but like, uh, and then I wouldn't make you, I wouldn't ask you to make a comprehensive list, especially at like, you know, at this specific moment where you're on the panel. But when you're saying there's a pattern, one normally remembers at least one or two or a few occasions where this guy's done something and it's been him on the attack. Do you get what I mean? And like, for example, your interaction with you and Jenna Ellis, I don't think meets that requirement because it was a back and forth from a political perspective. And what I mean by that is political opponents. You guys are the dissentness camp. He's the Trump camp. And you guys are having a back and forth. I've even seen your interaction with him. And it's always about you basically tagging him and saying, you know, what do you think about this? And him probably doing the same. And so it's, do you get what I mean? Yeah, I, I think so, what you're missing is, yeah, what Max is trying to, yeah, what Max is trying to say is this really has nothing to do with, like, Max doesn't have to justify this in the least, right? The, the issue is when you're an executive at a company, and I've been there before, when I've been like a, a chief marketing officer of a company, my tweets go silent on politics. I will lock my account because I know I'm representing the company then. And so all Seth had to do is say, this guy is representing the company poorly in any which way. It could be a single tweet and he's gone. And I, I still don't have the, the answer whether he was a W-2 or 1099. Unfortunately for Preston, so in the Preston space, doesn't really they, have a case. In, in, in With, the space that Raheem did just, just before this, yeah. they did say he was a W-2. But in terms of, again, just in what you're saying, um. You're saying it could be a one-off tweet, but the problem is Seth came on yesterday and what he said was it was a pattern of behavior. And he even said, oh, the guy's doing like 250 tweets a day. So it, it wasn't the one tweet. His argument was a pattern of behavior. And the yeah, if, reason, if my employee is yeah. doing 250 tweets a day, I'm firing his butt. Okay? Wait, his employee but, but, but Suleiman's point. <laughs> wait, wait, Suleiman's wait. point. Let Ben, I, I think Ben should speak. Suleiman's point, and and I and I am gonna actually counter it, but just to be fair to Suleiman, his point is that it sounds like Seth was engaging in some kind of selective enforcement of rules, or saying that Gavin was doing things that other people weren't doing, and perhaps that wasn't the case. No, no I didn't say but, that. Okay, so uh, the the challenge is: let's say that the things Seth said yesterday were true about Gavin, but were also true about other employees. It still doesn't mean that. Gavin wasn't employed at will or that he has a legal claim, right? Generally, unless you have a claim of discrimination, you don't have a wrongful termination claim if you're employed at will. So, well, Ben, we're going to go on to that. And, and, and the reason is I, I really want structure in this because I, I feel like I want to cover all the issues. And this is one of the issues we're going to cover. We've got Doc and Benjamin here in terms of the employment aspect. We've got the issue in terms of the reason for the termination. I really want to cover all these issues properly. So we can get down to the bottom because I feel like when we're talking about one thing then someone brings in like two or three other things and we don't get to the bottom of it. because we're looking at what Seth's contention was. So Seth's argument was it was a pattern of behavior and allegedly the guy was doing like 250 tweets a day. He, I heard, I heard Raheem Space and his argument was that even this interaction that he had with about Chris, uh, Christina Pershaw was essentially out of his work hours. But anyway, that's, that's by the by. I want examples if Seth has made that contention and he has given it, given that reason to us of what this pattern of behavior was and an example of it, and it was, and the fact that he was being mean, he said he was being the mean, horrible. Yeah, sure. 
I mean, the examples, you know, he this was not the first time. And again, like, I'm not going to say, like, should he have done it? He knows better than I do. What I'm saying is the reason that it happened was that there's an employee who, who keeps calling people fat and ugly and insulting them. And his boss told him to stop. And he didn't stop. And he quote tweeted his boss, tried to show him up. And that's like, that's the pattern. Okay, okay, and you know okay, so, happened. okay. And, okay, and, so, and that's so it. Back, and whether so back, someone else should have, it's kind of like just. That's fine. That's fine. So, so your yeah. argument isn't a, a pattern of behavior because even that one where you're talking about being fat or whatever it is, that was a response. They were both having an interaction. I, I read it. She was being cocky to him. He was being cocky back. I know like people want attack liberals, but it's all this thing like we become, we become like, you know, thin-skinned when someone's attacking our own people. Essentially, I saw that interaction. I did want to read it. They were both being cocky to each other. Now, maybe, maybe you, maybe Ron DeSantis people have a rule that like women are off limits. You can't, you know, they can say what they want. And you know, bit, they're a bit more liberal. I don't know. But essentially, that was a back, back and forth. I want examples of where he was attacking someone and that person, and it was just one way. Suleiman, quick I mean, question, and then, and then we'll talk about the fact that he quote tweeted um, Seth okay. Dillon. But Seth, uh, Seth's main reason was a pattern of behavior, uh, mean spirit, spiritedness. Sorry, go ahead. Whoever wants to on answer. Twitter specifically, though, Suleiman, just to be clear, was the pattern only about behavior on Twitter, or was Seth actually referencing other things that he didn't go into? Oh, so the the whole thing. Uh, well, well uh, Ben, he did I, I say wanna... on he did he did say on Twitter, and the and, and just to add, because I did listen to Raheem Space earlier, Max made the contention that. These guys have never spoken to him about his uh, behaviors. They've never talked to him about it. Who made he's the contention? Been... Sorry, I, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know what he's. I don't know what yeah, he said. Yeah. He was never confronted it's about it. Wax. This was a. This was out oh. of the. Out of the. Sorry, not Max. I apologies. Uh, uh, that that Gavin was never approached about it, and he was never ever uh, reprimanded about it. He was actually offered like greater shares in the company, whatever it is, a, a percentage, and then this was out of the blue. Um, so thoughts. We can, can I say that really quickly because the the whole the whole thing it's like we're the the issue is that he said two different things. So we don't know if it's a pattern or not because in the very beginning he said it was not a pattern but a volume. It's not 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 volume issue, but a um but a mean spirited tweet. And then later on he said it was a pattern. So the whole issue we don't even know if it's because of the pattern or not. And at one point he said he doesn't monitor employee tweets. Then another time he said that he saw him doing it 250 times. So there is a clear uh, contradiction over saying this is not some lawyer looking at this. I'm not, I don't have a legal background or anything, but it's just me common sense. wise looking at the transcript, looking back at what was said in the, in the, in the spaces. I mean, being listening to spaces too and hearing conflicting issues. I'm not going to opine and say there is clearly a legal case for this. I'm not a lawyer. I'll let the um, people who have actual degrees can talk about about that so but, let me go to let me go to evie yeah. about that evie yeah. evie go ahead um so i i gotta say something i know that gavin you know he keeps talking about seth saying you know i want to give you shares but anybody that is running a business which i am understands the way that you want to do business if you're in marketing and you give your employee a share it makes them work harder because they are making money with you. It's just common practice in business does not mean that Gavin was the best. I, I'm also not saying that Gavin doesn't do his job because as far as I know, he probably does and I've never heard anything about his production. However, the problem that everybody has been going crazy in the past three days is we're trying to paint this as a move 
uh, of, uh, you know, DeSantis guys against Trump. It may be. But when we're defending somebody like Gavin Wax, that I personally know the damage he has done to our Republican Party and to the Trump campaign, it's crazy. Uh, he started trashing before another person from New York, which I didn't mention by name. And again, he made a mistake by bringing her in when she couldn't even speak and, 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 and give her side of the story. But the fact is that none of us speak to him in New York. His gala is, a, is attended by people that are coming from outside of New York. No one from New York wants to go to his event. The protest of Trump when he was indicted, okay, he did the protest. He came out. He started trashing the chairperson of New York State GOP, Ed Cox, which happened to be the son-in-law of President Nixon, a guy with a lot of money, experience. He has been in the campaign of President Nixon doing an amazing job. He is the one that flipped 11 seats in New York, which was unheard of, okay? He started trashing him. Where were you? Meanwhile, Trump is best friend with him. And he did amazing in 2020. He, he ran the whole campaign pretty much for Trump. And you know why we didn't show up at the protest? Because of uh, uh, Gavin Wax. And if you guys think that that was a big protest, it was not. There was a lot of anti-protests in there and a lot of media. And that's how he's hiding it. Does he try to do good? Absolutely. Gavin Wax trashes women like crazy. I've seen him said to a former mayor in a county in New York, he was having another, he, he was bullying him. And in the end, he goes, now, why don't you go and see your wife get effed? How can you be the chairperson of is there any, uh, Evie, is there any evidence of this? Or is yes, this all speculation? I can, I can literally, I can literally post it, it in a second like quite on my the Twitter. Charge. Please, okay. I mean, I, I have, I even have the text message of Raheem, but you know what? I don't want to attack Raheem. Raheem. You can post that. I use the C word problem. all the time. You can post whatever you want. No, I, I don't want to do <laughs> I that. Wanna, I, I don't. Hold on. I, I, I want to jump in. Let me just go to, let me just go to one second. I just tweeted. Because this is Vish. I work closely with Gavin in New York. I know Evie. Evie's been to plenty of our parties. She used to love them until she got on Gavin's bad side. I don't want to hear. How did I? How did I get on his bad nobody side? Nobody wants to come to our parties. Don't even. Don't even start with that, Evie. Don't. Uh, that's not what no, she said. That's not what she said. Secondly, 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 secondly. I don't even I don't even think that you are the most qualified to talk about whether or not Gavin is or not, or you know worth his space in New York or not. Clearly he has the largest club in the country in New York where a lot of people support what he's doing and uh, from outside all of New York the globe people all over the globe from, in New York yeah, exactly. physically but showing the up purpose. and packing that out is rooms the point. in Manhattan, New York. Manhattan, that is the point, Vish. That is Manhattan. the point. We're do no, Evie, okay. Evie, you, you, you won't let anybody speak. It's not, look, you, okay, you, you this is, this is the I'll problem. This, I'm, I'm, no, let look, me show, look, let me show, you can respond. Yeah, look, look, Evie, you, you can, you could try to smear Gavin's character as much as you want. The fact of the matter is Seth did something in a hot-headed moment and he, now he got caught with his pants down. But he... In, in the previous space with Raheem, Gavin clearly states, none of my tweets, neither the volume nor the vulgarity, nothing about my tweets was ever brought up to me, ever. And so 
what is the relevance of that vish well that because there there's there's no established pattern by seth to say that there that there is a pattern of vulgarity or a volume of tweets he has a problem with as his employer so there is no record of that that we're aware of and gavin has gone on the record and said that that has never happened so that is the first problem with what seth is saying secondly to talk about to then in the previous space gavin went on record again and said that there is no social media policy there he didn't even sign a, a contract and he's w he's on a w2 there is no paperwork that seth handed him to me this really sounds like a hot-headed ceo did something really sloppy and on the back end it's all really sloppy and that's why this is a mess do you mean the firing the or the hiring in the first place because well, gavin only it, worked there for well, four months one, one begets one begets the other what you're gonna have somebody work for you for four months without signing a single piece of paper saying that you work for me or and these are the rules are you and kidding? why would gavin want to work it, it, organization? He, but vish what, that's what, just the what, thing what these criticisms well, wait, wait, if these criticisms on, are true on, let's no, say hold on, hold on. They're true. Why would Hold Gavin on. want to work there? If the Babylon Bee is such a badly run place. It's, because the, it, Gavin made this clear, and it's a very easy uh, reason to understand. The check's cleared. The, as long as the check's cleared, he was good. He saw it as a startup environment. He treated it like a family. Gentlemen's agreement. Shake hands. We do that in New York all the time. And so he was naive? Is that his position? This is not... This is not this is not Gavin's problem. This is Seth's problem. Seth doesn't have the paperwork. Seth doesn't have a policy in writing that he asked Gavin to adhere to. Seth doesn't really have anything to my knowledge. And so all there's no paperwork backing up any of the claims that Seth is making. There is no correspondence that can back up any of the necessary exactly that is why his pr is a mess on top of they that. still haven't talked to that him that is why his pr is a mess they on top yeah the thing yeah, the thing yeah, yeah, wait, 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 wait the thing also one second one second chief before you get in let me just bring in raheem raheem thanks for joining us yeah, um I, I i listened to some of your space earlier it was very informative uh, i know that you hired uh, gavin after he was essentially possibly now we don't even know Fired uh, by that tweet. <laughs> I mean, what's your th what's what, what's your thought? First question. I mean, can you hire him? Is, is he might not even be. Fired? Yeah, I mean, he may not be a free agent. We don't know. But I said to him overnight at dinner yesterday. I we went through the whole situation. What happened? What his perspective on it was? Um, what we considered the background of all of this might be? What it might not be? You know, very much the same conversations that you guys have been having. And um, and I said to him, listen, if you want a job, I've got a job for you. So, you know, he was very appreciative uh, of that. Uh, I, I have to say, uh, I, I've seen some nonsense in my time, but this is this is the most manifest nonsense I've seen from an employer in, a, in, in maybe ever. Right. You just do not fire your employees on social media, no matter what they say. If I have a problem with what my writers tweet, uh, I tell them to their face, I say, hey, some people might get offended at this. Some people might think that. And it's up to you whether or not you want to leave it up. I'm not going to police your Twitter feed. Not least when you hire somebody who is known for their political uh, mentality, who is known for their ideology, who is known as being a bit of a brawler and a bruiser in the public arena. And for him, for Seth to turn around and say, oh, you know, we, we have these policies. OK, let's see them. Show us the policies. Show us whatever you know. You need to show us to, to prove that you're not just making this up on the fly. 
I think this is a t- it's like no one's business here. I right? think it's a terrible. Well, he made it everyone's business, didn't he? And I think it's a terrible. Reflection is Gavin's on that. position Why? that these policies don't exist? Is Gavin's position that these policies don't exist? Correct. Just to yeah, be clear, correct. so we know what we're he talking about. He went on the record and stated that. There, he, a, he went on the record and stated that. There has to be a point that's made here. Like, you know, uh, Gavin could be whatever, you know, whatever bad guy you want to paint him as. But guess what? There there still is no evidence that's what he got fired for because it's two double standards with what he said in the space. It, it just doesn't be the entire time around. So it, it doesn't even, like, matter in that whole conversation. Like, it, it's like, okay, so one person saying bad behavior, bad pattern. The Seth, the person who employed him, has two different reasons for why he got fired. So there's not a consistent part on that. So that's yeah, an so, okay. so let, let, let me bring Doc in here real quick because this, this is one of the, the biggest points uh, of contention here. When you see that, uh, the, you know, the, the line of events here uh, where Gavin tweeted, you know, some, uh, you know, a little bit of a charge tweet at uh, one of the DeSantis team there. Uh, and he ended up getting responded to by the CEO essentially publicly firing him for that although they had no contact before he didn't even seth never followed him on twitter uh you know, never engaged with any of his tweets and you know given everything else we know now is this something that you would worry he, about he, if, he didn't he didn't have a contract just to add to what nick said he did, uh, possibly didn't even have no a contract, contract. so he, uh, he signed, signed a w2 sorry go ahead yeah Tom. no so uh, a couple things here i uh, you know an employer in normal circumstances normal course is advised by the state of Florida, I, I went and checked, to, to maintain a progressive discipline program. And, and what does that mean? Well, n- number one, an employee, when they're hired, should be handed an employee handbook. Whether they're an independent contractor, an at-will employee, or a contracted employee, there should be a base understanding from the beginning what the, what the, what the demands of the employment are relative to the employee. Uh, from what I've heard, I spent a few minutes in Raheem's space. Uh, it seemed to me that uh, what uh, Gavin was saying, there was no, uh, what I would call an employee handbook, no, no prior warning or notice that his behavior was somehow objectionable. Uh, the fact that he had 250 tweets, I mean, from my perspective, it seemed like he was being paid to tweet, or at least that was an integral part of his job. So I, I don't see that being demonstrably problematic. The the exchange between Max, Gavin, Christina, and then finally Seth, I don't see anything particularly problematic in that, not, not given the, the context of what Babylon B does, which subtly pokes, this is, this is a Seth assessment, subtly pokes at both sides. So why rise up as the CEO on Twitter or anywhere else to take a side against an employee who, who clearly you knew was a, was a Trump supporter. Um, as someone's mentioned, he's only been working there for four months. So I'm assuming that, that his character hasn't changed in the four months from the time he was hired to now. Um, why rise up and, and take personal offense at that? Uh, there's been enough talk. I've been in, in enough of spaces to where no one is clearly, at least in my mind, delineated that was anything particularly offensive given the context of both Twitter and this company and the people involved. So I, I looked at this carefully. There's there's no criminal case here, clearly, right? So is there a tort here? Well, there's two opportunities in my mind for a tort. One's libel and one's slander because there was written written defamation, hypothetically, and, and there was spoken defamation in the spaces. One, I thought it was very, very silly for an employee, no matter what context, to come on, uh, number one, to make it a public firing, 
um, and, and because that could be that could that could constitute a hostile working environment, <laughs> particularly since the working environment is Twitter and, and, and social media. So that raises a specter for. And let me be clear: is that is that something that that say the Babylon Bee could be sued for at that, or any employer well, could be sued for I, I, something along those lines as well? No, I I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. And I think uh, uh, Raheem. Uh, in his his attempt to rescue it, what what I would, uh, in my opinion, would be an effective employee for for this sort of work. Uh, I'm a I'm a Trump uh, supporter, so I've seen his work and and I've done similar stuff, and I've and I've crossed the line and become caustic at times, and that's just the nature, in, in my opinion, of uh, uh, you know the uh, the campaign as it sits right now. These these con- these two people are contesting for the same position, and, and things are going to get hot. And, and eventually everyone calms down and, and we have 2016 in the conflict with Ted Cruz and other other candidates. We, we know what to expect from Trump. Sure. So we should know what to expect from employees who are asked to cover Trump or asked to cover DeSantis. So the, the only question here is, is uh, in my mind, were there any damages suffered by Seth? You know, there's there's five elements for defamation. Um, the, the two that, that uh, are really problematic if for any sort of lawsuit, whether it be libel or slander, is was the statement that that uh, uh, that Gavin made was it false? Well, no, it was an opinion. It wasn't a statement of fact. And to the extent that that there was any opinion, I think he just insulted Christina Peshaw. And from what I can see, that's that's the genesis, that's the origin of the motivation for the parties to to go at it the way that they did. Um, and there's no because because Raheem hired him. He has no damages. He can't come forward and say, I lost my job. I've got no income. You know, I, 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 these are my damages. I I, just to be clear, I haven't actually hired him yet. We, I said, if you need a job, I've got one for yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to ask that. But, but, but I don't know what he's paid, so I don't know what it's going to cost. Right. So those are the subtleties behind that. Um, I did hear him say in your, in your space, Raheem, that he doesn't even know that he's been fired. Uh, I, I would suggest to you that it would be an easy walk back for Seth to make to say, when I told uh, Gavin to take the B out of his bio, that doesn't constitute a termination, it, at least in my mind. It might be in his, but but Raheem's right. We don't know, and 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 I think uh, Gavin made it clear that he doesn't know if he's even fired. So I think uh, Seth made it abundantly but, but, clear but, yesterday, though, that he was no longer having Gavin work for the B. Yeah. So it, it, if that's the case, then that's the case. But if if um, Seth came out and said, "Oh no, I didn't mean to fire him." Then, then what? We're back. To, we're back to packs, okay? And 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 then there's going to be he's going to quit, right? Because he'd rather work with Raheem. In my well, opinion. Doc, the issue was yesterday. Just so I didn't interrupt you. The issue was yesterday. You can essentially see yesterday's space as two parts. In the first part, Heather is quite right. He did say. It, it, it was obvious that he said basically that I can fire who I want and he essentially made it, made it quite clear that he'd been fired. But in the second part, in the second part of the space, when he came back after his break, then he was kind of non-committal and he was trying to say like, I'm not sh-, like, you know, d- d- that tweet may not, may not be a firing. So there was two aspects of the space yesterday. Sorry, continue. Yeah, I, I think it was unfortunate that, that uh, Seth decided to come public on this. I think it made him look unprofessional. I think it was unprofessional. Uh, a number of people, including uh, Justin, who who likes DeSantis, you know, I, I'm assuming would would tend toward that side of the equation here, as pointed out that, uh, you know, this is this is shouldn't be problematic. I, I think it's all going to go away. You know, frankly, this is just a campaign season. And you think it will, though, Doc? Like, well, I mean, this is like 
this is like the start of a war between the DeSantis and Trump camp. That's what I see. And like, this is well, like, that's, that's not. Nah, but but that's, even that's, on top of that, there's, there on, is. That's been going on in, in other places and yeah. other times for a long time. And, and if, if there is a war between Trump and DeSantis, it's the war, in my opinion, well, that's down the, in Texas over Ken Paxton and, uh, and the, the, the Bush uh, grandson in the fight over the, uh, uh, the attorney general spot there. That's, well, that, that's, that's, a, crazy, that's a crazy war there, for so. sure. But, but, but I think this, it's this important avenue here, which is to explore, which is as, uh, it, as Gavin is leaving, right, he starts dragging down DeSantis, claiming that it was DeSantis who triggered this, right? Like it was Christina Pouchal pulling we, the we strings in the back end. We don't know if DeSantis has done and, that or not. No one has asked. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, the, Gavin people, says that multiple times on his way out. He says, this is a DeSantis hit job. That DeSantis did this. It was a DeSantis hit, hit, hit job. All the people just ganged up on me and got me fired. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Well, he insulted Christina. Uh, it's definitely, hold on. It's definitely totally true. It's definitely totally true. Look who's carrying the water for Babylon B in this space. It's the same DeSantis reply, guys. So, I mean, I don't know why they feel like what? they need to do the PR on Babylon B. Vish, if I, if, if I wasn't defending if it, it would be an echo chamber. It, it would be an echo, like, I mean, that you're, you're making an unfalsifiable argument because you basically say, like, because people are defending it, uh, that means that they're guilty. But if we weren't defending it, then you'd just been being here saying the exact same thing. Hey, can, so, guys, can I respond I was, to this well, well, it's the same three guys. But I'm just saying it's the same three guys. That's let because, me, that's let, because let the DeSantis campaign is not going to waste their time on this stuff. It's a total sideshow that they had no part in. It's, you know, it's like... So, so you're volunteering? Yeah, I'm volunteering. That's what I've How, how would you know that to be true, Max, if you're not... You're, you're volunteering not, for the DeSantis campaign? How, how would you no, know... No, I'm volunteering to talk in a space. How would you know that any of that's true? How do you know that DeSantis didn't pick up the phone because Christina was upset and asked Seth to fire him? You don't know that. I don't know that. The, the burden of proof is not on Max that, to prove yeah, that that did not happen. I mean, anybody here, attorney, we're all speculating. Like, that's not how it works. It's speculation. There's no legal case here. But even if right, it's not a legal case, you can't me... ask someone to prove something did not happen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Evie, I agree. Well, you can't claim that it didn't happen then. Evie, exactly. I'm not. I'm saying bring evidence for the claims you make. Hey, guys, can I say a few things? Um, yeah, yeah. You're the missing the timeline. Literally the same yeah. three guys. Gavin Wax first uh, responded to Christina by saying, what the F is your problem. Then Seth told him, what is yours? Gavin uh, answers back with an attitude, okay, to his boss and said, because Seth, Seth said that, oh, well, I have an issue with the way you're speaking. And he goes, well, I have an issue. This is not how you speak to your boss, especially. So, so, so Evie, Evie, I'm going to ask you that, actually, and I want to ask Raheem that as well. I mean, maybe I'm different, but <laughs> when I look at that, I think, you know, Gavin was quite nice. If my, if my boss was speaking to me like that, I think I'd be a lot harsher. That's not, I, that's but, rude. Well, I'd say his boss. Yeah, Seth rude. was let, 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 Let's read it. Yeah, no, like no. Boss, answering, answering. Boss, your boss can be rude, but you cannot answer to somebody that's paying you like that when somebody's telling me, you, yeah, "I have a problem let me, professionally." Let me, let, Evie, 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 let me read. Let me read the text because you're not read them accurately. So let me read it, and then people can make a judgment. Uh, so he wrote. But Gavin can I wrote, finish? Can I finish well, my point though? Well, no, because you read you read the text and you didn't read them in the entirety, and I think that's important. So um, let me just quickly read it. Um, so Gavin's wrote, hey, Christina Pershaw, what's your effing problem? And that's because Christina Pershaw was liking Max's posts 
which were accusing him of nefarious actions. And then Dylan, Seth Dylan, then comes along and says to his employee, someone he's never interacted with, says, what's yours? And then in a second message, he says, tweeting like this with the B in your bio doesn't work for me. And Gavin then responded in a quote tweet, being accused of things that are false, bracket, and criminal, close brackets, doesn't work for me. And then Seth Dillon wrote, you can take the B out of your bio now. So that's No, no, no. Then Gavin answered to Jenna Alice with a very, very ugly tweet, telling her you're fat and you have been divorced three that's times. A, that's a, that's a different that, interaction that, because... No, you, get, you gotta let me finish for a minute. I know, but you're just... just you, you, everything you, I'm saying. That's I'm fine, sorry. but you're false information, but go ahead, I'll, I'll correct it. No, but like this, he spoke, he spoke very mean to Jenna Alice and then Seth said, kindly remove the B. I would have done the same. I would have fired. It was a, For me, it wasn't a fire. It was him telling, kindly remove the B so people don't see you work for Babylon B. If I am Could Seth, now, I will huh? take a legal, a legal firing in writing in private and case closed and that is it. So you have the timeline wrong. Yeah, but if he was so worried yeah. so about that's, people... That's incorrect, Evie. Right. No, let me be clear. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. So what what actually happened was, Evie, and again, this is like this feminist thing where you ignore what the woman said, but both him and uh, um, Jenna Ellis were having a back and forth. And what was the reason for the reply to Jenna Ellis? I mean, I need to get the tweet up now, but she said something like, I would never date you or something. And then he goes, well, you're fat or something. So again, there was a back and forth where she's saying things to him and, and saying it back. I know I understand liberals have this idea that basically women can say what they want and in response a man's not allowed. But Evie's they, point, though, is the timing. Is she right that that happened before Seth said, remove it from your bio now? Or yeah, is she yeah, wrong? So the, so the Jenna Ellis and um, what's his name? Gavin back and forth, as far as not happened before, yeah. It was before. Yeah. Or, Okay. Yeah, but Gavin... Can, Gavin can I ask to clarify that, like, Seth, Seth responded him of to criminal that activity. I also I want to clarify. I didn't accuse him of criminal activity. I, I said that his paycheck was paid for by Miles Guo, um, which is which is true. Um, so that that was yeah. That's all I but want to clarify. What's wrong with that. that though? What is wrong I mean, with that? The, the, well, there's, a not, whole, you know, there's a whole conversation about Miles Guo that can be had. Again, that, that was another fight that Max and him had. Yeah. So again, this is the problem you see when people are taking snippets of different arguments. So he had arguments with like two or three different people at that point. But take snippets of it. Yeah, but if Ron DeSantis takes money from people that funded Jeffrey Epstein, I mean, are you guys going to start calling that out too? uh, Well, Heather, Heather, we'll come to that in a second. I don't want to dive at the Gavin told people, Gavin told people to bombard me with tweets asking if I get paid by DeSantis or by anything related to DeSantis. And then I said, ask Gavin if if he's ever worked for uh, a company or no i didn't say i said gavin was paid uh by by miles guo ask him about that and and that was the start of this whole thing so can i ask max jason miller was the ceo can i ask max what was what was the purpose of you asking him that and posting that stuff about miles guo what what was the purpose Okay, I mean, what was the purpose of him telling people to ask me the same question over and over again? Sure, can I answer he, the you, question. You're actually. here. Can, you're here, so you can answer. Why did you post that information? What was your What was your motivation? To get the motivation the was that sure, Ben. Yeah, Ben, you should you should answer this, Ben. You'd be a good I, answer. I mean, Raheem, I think you, you and I once met actually on the roof of Three Columbus Circle. Uh, at a getter party when I was working there, and you came, yes. and that uh, office space was Miles Guo's office space. Sure. Um, 
<laughs> so just you know, by the way, back on case you, you. No, I'm not disputing you, you know, that that, that Guo was an investor in Guess or anything. I'm asking Max. He was the sole right, investor, whatever. and yes, Jason Miller misled us. Okay, this is not about Jason Miller. I'm talking about Gavin's employment here. We're talking about what happened with Seth Dillon. We're not talking about Jason Miller and Getter and all of that. I'm asking the question: What was Max's point in posting that information about Gavin? And did he think Gavin was not allowed yeah, to I'm respond? Glad to answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to answer that. So he his purpose in asking me was uh, to try to do this guilt by association uh, or try to suggest some compromise in some way. And then uh, to make a rhetorical point, I said, look, what you're saying is false. But what I'm saying here is true. Uh, doesn't guilt by association suck? So, so you posted well, so a criminal case to Gavin to make a juxtaposition over your his alleged of your involvement in look, a campaign. Look, I Max, Max, the Max, Max, the people Max deserve didn't to accuse, know. Max didn't accuse Gavin of a crime. He yeah, asked he just Gavin about whether he No, no, he asked Gavin about whether he had taken money from Miles Guo. Some people have taken money from Miles Guo not realizing who he was or that he was the sole investor sure. in Gavin. Sure. Okay, so Max asking Gavin if he took money from Miles Guo, either only in relation to working at Getter or otherwise, is not an accusation of a crime. In fact, it can be an accusation of being naive or a victim or simply someone who happened to work right, there. Right, but it's an okay? accusation, right? But, you just said it's an accusation. Ben, have you taken money from Miles Guo? I worked at Getter from February 2022. To September 22, so, yeah. if you go so, yeah, on my profile, if you go on my profile, I walked into the FBI's New York field office because Getter had been breaking the law and I left by choice. In That's fact, Jason did, Miller... Did you return your money? Yes. Did you return your salary? I spent Raheem, my salary to the live. Point. The point is that... Listen, he listen, listen being here's paid. my point. Here's why, here's why I go down, without another job here's, lined here's up. Here's why I go down this rabbit hole, right? Just to explain the logic of all of this to you. Because what you've done is you've, you know, you just used the word, um, uh, you know, made the accusation. So what you've done is you've made an accusation um, of Gavin and you've expected him not to be able to respond to that. At the same time... Well, what's the accusation? No, but, but, but that's just the point, well, Raheem. just used the word accusation. I think Gavin should have responded. Yes. Well, let what accusation, let let what accusation let did I just make? Wait, no, you use Raheem, the word accusation. Guys, you need to stop. Let Raheem finish, and then we'll go, let Ben or Max respond. Uh, Max, Bobby, Bobby. Bobby. Let me go to Raheem. Thank you. Listen, uh, listen Sorry, Nick, I understand everybody's going to get very heated about all of this, but at the, at the end of the day, what we're looking at here is the conflation between a business relationship between Gavin and the Babylon Bee and Gavin's political work, which the Babylon Bee knew him for when he hired them, right? That's the crux of the matter here. And the Christina Pushaw and the Jenna Ellis and all of the sort of periphery around that is not going to have as great a weight on it as, as simply this. Did they know, like, he was the young Republicans chairman? Yes. Did they know he tweeted the things he tweeted? Yes. You know, did, was there an employee handbook in place? No. Was he ever given any instructions? No. Was he ever told that his tweets are a problem? No. Was he fired publicly on a Friday night by his employer who has 700,000 Twitter followers? Yes. Maybe. Well, exactly. Sorry. Maybe. You're right. Thank you. Um, and, and, and that's the case. Like, we all have our political differences here, right? I, we could scream at each other about all of that all night long. The point of this is, is it morally correct to do to behave the way Seth behaved? And my answer to that, honestly, is absolutely not. I would never do it to somebody. Can, can I ask you something, Raheem? Always. Thank you.
is it okay for um, the chairperson of New, young, uh, New York City Young Republicans to bully constantly, especially women? Well, that is up for the board, isn't it? That's for the board yes. of the New York Republican Club to decide that, for themselves. That's the, that's the problem. He, he controls the board and nobody else can do anything <laughs> about it. You can say that about any company. No, he can I please say something? Just to respond to Raheem. That's a lie. That's a lie. Just to respond to Raheem, like Suleiman said. I want to respond real quick. Yeah. Um, the question yeah. about why did Max ask ask Gavin what his financial relationship was with, 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 with Getter, you know, it, it is relevant. If you're president of the New York Young Republicans Club and you're asked, okay, what was your relationship with this person who's now sitting in jail awaiting trial uh, for 11 counts of fraud um, with a 190-year minimum sentence uh, <laughs> while the third co-conspirator is on the lam three months later still... You know, if, 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 if you're the head of the New York Young Republicans Club, you're taking it upon yourself to be in the public light and to be subject to some scrutiny about your political and financial relationships, right? And Max simply asked, what was that relationship? And Gavin never answered. And he could have just killed the whole thing, Gavin, by answering it. Maybe the answer is that there is nothing untoward. And he just was working at Getter, and that's the only time he ever got, you know, paid via Getter, uh, before its bank account was, you know, frozen in September in connection with the charges. But the yeah. point is, Gavin could have just answered, and he yeah, didn't, so ben, and that's so a big ben, part of ben the problem. On that, ben, ben, on that, though, that's fine. And I don't think any of us have an issue in terms of the question. But similarly, Gavin has the opportunity to to deal with that how he wants. So when uh, Max is making that statement, and clearly he's making it to make an insinuation, although, as you said, Gavin can also answer it. But when he's making it and then he's seeing people from DeSantis' camp like those tweets. It's an objective question what? that you can ask of me <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. Ben, Ben, you're not, you're not letting me finish. You're not letting me finish. So, but when he sees someone like Christina Pershaw start liking those tweets, which are a charged question, it's not out of like in a, outside of a vacuum. And so when he, when he sees that, he also has the ability to say to Christina, like, what the fuck's your problem? Which is what he did. Then he, and then what he shouldn't expect it for is for his boss to basically jump in on him and attack him as well. So I, that's the other perspective from it. That, that go is a good perspective. Nick. But go no, Nick. One again, second, we'll come to you. Nick, we're going to come back to you. Uh, let me pass it over to Nick. No, nope, nope, keep me going. Keep oh, me okay. Going. Sorry. Hey, no, that's that's a good perspective, Suleiman. But, you know, again, if we're all largely conservatives here in this space, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm making I some assumptions. Yeah, no, there are DeSantis the people, here. people here, too. No, you... No, but in oh, all seriousness, because Simon kept on talking about how you basically a woman can be attack a man, but a man can't attack a woman. So maybe, maybe there's some liberal. In all seriousness, so uh, can, I, can I respond to that whether, as a woman? Like, I, like I'm so sick and tired of people acting like people like Jenna and all these other people. They're going around dishing out what they're getting back. So stop making them out to be these. But like, the women, the women, Heather, the women though. Jenna, like I'm a woman, okay? Like if you're gonna dish something out, even as a woman, be ready to like get it back. Some of these women have more testosterone than men, and they're on these social media platforms, literally just like poking and poking and poking, and then somebody finally snaps. Some of them back have penises like, oh, too. Oh, you said that to a woman, and it's like this woman is more vulgar and more rude and disrespectful to everybody else. She's not a Proverbs 31 woman, so stop acting like she's some victim because he defended himself against accusations. Are you saying like, conservative mores don't apply if the other for, person is in the gutter? Heather, what's the conservative more can I can I answer to a Heather as yeah, a woman? Yeah, you can answer because yep. if Thank I'm going to put much. something out there, you, I'm going to let you respond without being like, hashtag me too. Thank you very much. Do you know Christina why I got involved do. into this? 
only because he has been attacking me for years and other women. That's not because you're a uh, woman, though. The, no, it was Rahim. It's equality. When so why isn't he attacking no, all the women around him, then? Rahim, why is it just you? Rahim, no, no, only stop, Rosie stop, O'Donnell. Stop, Rahim, it's because you're a dumbass. Does no, he hate his mother? This is, this is absolutely wrong. He attacked me because he called an attack, the chairwoman of New York City GOP, and it was her that hosted an event for Christy Noam. So he took me while I was preparing a fundraiser for what that. What does it have because to do with I, you being I a woman? This guy, what does that have to do with you being a woman? It seems like he's equally attacked. No, okay, so it's not about because, you being a woman. Because, exactly. because he, he, he trashes you as a woman, and that's what he used with Jenna Ellis. And do you hate him because he's a man? Jenna Ellis trashes so many people. Can we stop using her as a female? But why are we talking? Why? Model. Why can I? I don't like Jane Ellis. You don't understand that. So you're saying that I do not like Jane Ellis. You're saying that they can't. Yeah, no, no joke. I no joke. I am part of the Trump campaign. I have not. I've never spoken to Jane in my life. Never will. Just so, so we're clear. This is not about the Sundays. You guys need to understand. If we're doing a fight in here to to defend Trump, this is Gavin Wax is not it. We need to stop. This is just your personal animosity, Evie. This is just your personal animosity. You have to let this go. We're talking about taste. Hold on. So all I'm hearing is Okay. All right. So just guys, let it go. One second, guys. Look, I'm going to read Jenna's tweet out to him because, again, this is being framed in a specific manner. So Jenna says to him, enough to know that I don't want to date you. Right? So she attacks him saying, like, In response to what? To what? Yeah, read before. Yeah, okay. I'll read before. That's fine. Oops. Right. Okay. So let's go even more further back. Um, so what happens is, um, okay, so not, so Janet Ellis starts and says not, uh, so, so yeah, Janet Ellis actually attacks him first. So he says, Hey, Christina, what's your preference? On brand. Yeah. And then Janet Ellis comes in and obviously women are allowed to not even 48 hours since first show has been unleashed to fact check lies about DeSantis and she's already broke Gavin. Maybe calm down and take a break, my dude. Not a good look for you or the Trump camp. And then Hero, what do you know about good looks? Also, I'm on the campaign. You guys are like an insufferable little clique. And then Shiro, enough to know I don't want to date you. You've endorsed Trump. You don't have to be on the campaign to, campaign to reflect poorly on your candidate or lash out at the people for doing their job, speaking their pa- opinion or supporting their preferred candidate. Pause right there. And then, no, no. So, sorry, and then he report. Then he finally responded. So after he said about date you, then he responded, "I'm happily dating Chelsea. I have no interest in an overweight thrice divorcee." Strange reply for you, but I guess every weird lo- loser is coalescing around the DeSantis camp. So you can see there is a back and forth. They both send mean things to each other, and you have a scenario where Jenna Ellis attacked first, but. Wait no, Suleiman. Who... Nick first. I'm gonna. Go, we are gonna. We're, not, we're, ben, yeah. we're gonna come back onto this, Ben. Don't worry. This is like we're gonna talk about. But Absolutely. We're, we're, we're gonna be talking about next. this for hours now. But I do want to bring in. Uh, we have uh, Congressman George Santos up on stage actually right now. Uh, I think it's your first time up there today, is. and so we're uh, uh, we appreciate you coming by. But you've actually uh, we met each other. Actually, I'm sure you don't remember it. We uh, I, I was at a, an NY uh, New York Young Republicans Club meeting not too long ago. Uh, and, and you're actually pretty deeply involved in there as a New York congressman. So I'd love for, to bring you in and have you sort of give your synopsis on the situation and uh, and, and how you think this is going to play out. Well, thanks for having me, Nick. I do I do not remember, as you said. Sorry about that. But I, I want to say this because there's so many people on the stage that I know and, and whether I know in person or I follow or whatever. But the reality is, is 
this is my outlook at this. We are wasting way too much time fighting each other. And the Democrats are getting a, a pass, a free pass. The enemy is Joe Biden, not Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump. I happen to be a Trump supporter. Uh, Evie and I, we, we go way back. You know, we've had our differences, but, you know, we put them aside and, and we're adults. I, I, the way I'm looking at this personally is, is very simple. Um, I think that whether Gavin was right or wrong, whether Seth was right or wrong, I don't think this benefits the movement at all. It's Look, I'll share this with you guys. I drove from D.C. to New York, and for at least three and a half hours of that drive yesterday, I was listening to a space moderated by you guys about this topic. And then there was... This, Is that actually that, true? Did you actually do that? Yeah, yeah, that's very true for whoever asked that. So, And, and then on top of that, you guys, there was, a, there was a spinoff space earlier today with Raheem, and then there's a space again about the same topic. This is going to play out whichever way it plays out. If Gavin sues Seth or whatever, I mean, we're, we're hearing all these things, but we have no control over this. I think we should just get this energy and use it to campaign. Whether you support DeSantis, great governor, don't. I don't necessarily support him for president, but if he becomes that nominee, I'll support him. Right? I, I will go out and door knock or whatever it is that's asked of me to do for any GOP nominee because at the end of the day, the energy that we're putting into this, this trivial nonsense, is going to cost us at the end. I, I mean, look. We can all agree. Nobody's going to say it. Nobody's proud of their of all of their conduct their entire life. Everybody makes mistakes. Now, whether whether you guys agree or disagree, that's whatever. The reality here is I don't see where Gavin did anything that Gavin hasn't done on Twitter in the last forever that I've known Gavin. It was pretty consistent with Gavin's behavior. Now, it is Seth's discretion to do whatever he wants. I do believe it comes a little bit weak when you're saying, oh, it's I heard Seth contradict himself at least three or four times saying it was pattern, it was volume, it was in volume, it was pattern, it was con quality of content. So it was just like all over the place. I don't care. I don't I don't own the B. I don't work at the B. Um, but the reality is, is the amount of energy interjected into this topic now, it could be better applied. There's a lot of talented people up here. There's a lot of really capable people up here that can be doing a lot better with their time, whether it's for Trump or for DeSantis. So that's, that's just my piece. I, I, I don't have a horse in the race other than, you know, 45 will be 47. And I'm sorry for the DeSantis supporters. I just don't see a path for Ron right now. Can I say one sentence only? Yeah, go ahead, Evie. George Santa. said it the best that in the end of the day, this is, this is a war that shouldn't have happened. You guys are dragging it. And in the end of the day, if DeSantis wins the primary, what is everybody going to do? Just stay home? No, we're not going to stay home. Unfortunately, we're going to have to support him and make sure that we win 2024. So this game about Gavin being attacked unfairly, fired, we got to stop it. That's the whole point. Why no, I, I no, no, no. I disagree, I Evie. Do I don't know you. I respect no, you. I respect no. your opinion. One second. I'm just going to ask some questions to Congressman uh, Santos, and please do go ahead. Congressman Santos, I mean, we've got you on here, and I, we do appreciate your comments in terms of this specific incident. Generally speaking, obviously, some people in the audience, we've got you on the space, so it is an opportunity to ask you some questions. Um, I mean, in terms of, I know you pleaded not guilty to the federal indictment. Um, what, I mean, what do you think about that case that, against you? 
Um, Suleimani, this space is not for me to go address my my indictment. Um, I've been indicted, not convicted. I'm not discussing my legal case, period. So if this is a way for you to pivot as a journalist to try to get questions in, I mean, it's it's not space. I came up here to voice my opinion on the topic of the room. And that's it. This isn't about me. This is about the movement. I'm here to literally weigh in on where I think the energy should be used. This is war. This is political warfare. And we should be fighting against our enemies. Our enemies are the liberal Democrats destroying our country. Our enemies are the people trying to shove $4 trillion down the American people's throat on an increase in debt. That is what we're up against. Now, if you want to turn this around and ask me trivial questions, you should send them into my attorney and he might give you an answer. George, here, George. That's not what I'm here for. With all due respect, and I understand what you're saying because I've echoed that sentiment plenty of times. Part of the issue here is that this war that's being waged, we believe, is happening due in part to DeSantis, uh, DeSantis staffers and people within his camp spending money and sending money to call in political favors among the right, which sows dissension and causes things like this to go down. Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm. Look, 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 hold on, Malcolm. I, I, I will give you credit. I don't disagree with you. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I believe that this is being this is being played on, you know, period point blank of uh this is 2016 on steroids do we re look uh, and i make fun of gavin a lot on this and this is not an attack at gavin i'm like gavin was on the ted cruz campaign in 16 and i i was a trump supporter when republicans made fun of me in new york state for being a trump supporter in 15 because he was a joke he was wasting our time whatever and whatnot I was there for him. I was there for him in 2020, and I'm there for him again in 2024. But that doesn't that doesn't make anybody who supported Cruz or who supports DeSantis bad people. I just don't like the tactics that the DeSantis camp is taking at this point because I know it's a lot of backroom ended, you know, conniving, stabbing deals that are taking place. I, I'm not blind or or oblivious to it, but. The more oxygen you give to it and the more time you give to it, you give it more power and more energy. Like He can call and do whatever he wants, right? But if you're not giving it oxygen, it doesn't happen. Very it true. doesn't manifest. So it's the power of manifestation. It's a power. It's a law of attraction. If you allow that to become truth, you're going to attract it to you and it's just going to become true and you're going to give it power. Yeah, but I think it's bringing a lot of people out of the woodworks, which is why I don't think this is a waste of energy because it's bringing those people those nasty, vicious, vile people on the DeSantis side who do want to ruin someone's entire career, take away their livelihood. It's showing this is this is nonsense. No, this is interesting. Saying. You always interrupt me. Give it a brief. No, they want to ruin someone's livelihood and ability to provide for themselves. And that that no, is the don't. kind of thing that it's silly. It's it's unfounded. That's ridiculous. Okay, real quick. The question is whether or not you believe that these people will mobilize at some point should Trump get the nomination to turn tail or not. That's kidding? really the question. Look, I, I said this yesterday. I'm old enough to remember when John Cardillo, which is somebody I like, was criticizing DeSantis on Twitter. And, and he has an option to, to change his opinion, and that's fine, right? I, I, I remember a time, what, 21, 2021 CPAC in, in Orlando or where, wherever it was, I think it was 2021 in Orlando, where most of the, the people in this room were all happy together because we were all Team MAGA America first. DeSantis was that before your mom died on 9-11? DeSantis is a product. DeSantis is a product of Donald Trump, whether anybody Wait. agrees or disagrees. It, he is. Yeah. I mean, yes, and that yeah, and that's the case. So, I mean, the point that I'm trying to make here is that 
the people who are playing this up, because like it or not, Babylon B is an important force in this culture war, basically in this political space, that sometimes people only see glimpses of, you know, what's going on in the political war because of the Babylon B. And if they're in the bag for a political, uh, you know, for a campaign for DeSantis and they're not disclosing and they're basically axing figures and creating a chilling effect based on the money that they're getting from that campaign, it's going to have some huge consequences. So I think having this is important. Like, who are you oh, accusing of being paid, Malcolm? But, but Malcolm, I'm accusing Malcolm, people Malcolm. on the DeSantis. Uh, Ma- Malcolm, here's like, the whole thing to you. How? Accusing. What, what, what you're saying, look, I, I don't know that to be true, that the Babylon Bee is receiving pay as of now. But there's, hold up, time out, time out. There's going to be a quarterly filing, and on July 15th, we'll all see it, right? As of now, nothing's been disclosed. They're not legally obliged to disclose if they're receiving anything right now right but july 15th when the fec deadlines the federal fec deadlines are due we'll all go ahead and we'll comb and we'll call their bullshit out and we'll say oh look you lied to everybody and that's gonna that's gonna take a toll on their their subscription base and 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 then there will be light shed on there you know nothing that's done in the political realm is kept in the dark for too long right well and and also the the babylon b like that was disclosed i mean people keep cropping out the dates you know, who yeah, knows why? Was, in 2021. Yeah, that, that was an old expenditure that a lot of people do. A lot of campaigns engage in. It's it's whatever. My point. My point here. That's not. My, that's not right, uh, Congressman Santos. Because yesterday, yeah. someone did provide the receipts. There was actually payments up until late 2022 from uh, from a donation perspective. Yeah, Laura Loomer provided those. But was this and there was, was this directly from the campaign? So there was, in March 2022, again, this is from the top of my head, in March 2022, there was payments made to Babylon B. In October or November 2022, there was was payments made from uh, Seth Dillon to um, the DeSantis. That's why it's stupid that we're having... Can you put it on the Bumbleton, please? Because clearly they've given money and they're getting... Hold on, Suleiman, you're saying Seth Dillon paid the DeSantis campaign? I, I, I'm not following. Yeah, yeah Seth Dillon paid $40,000 within the last six months. The DeSantis pack that was renamed, according to Laura Loomer. So was it back in October of 2022, the receipts she provided showed that Seth gave $40,000 to yeah, but the that's, DeSantis that's for pack. mayor's campaign, guys. That is but that sounds like a swap to me. But hold on, but why well, would like, Seth pay the pack and not the pack pay Seth? I'm not understanding. Is he donating well, so the to pack, the pack? Like, he did actually receiving money from them as well. And one of the things Laura said she was going to release was text messages basically from Seth admitting that he was hired by the DeSantis people to quote unquote like write, uh, write what is it? Speech write writer speeches. And speeches, or- yeah. Did she release those already? This so, so, uh, very me, quiet right now. Let me let me explain. So Congressman Santos, it's Suleiman. Uh, so in terms of yesterday, so there was two types of payments. The first was payments made to Babylon B, and that happened as late as March 2022 at least. And Laura Luma did provide me with the text messages which corroborate that there were first speech writing. Uh, in terms of separate to that, Seth Dillon himself donated $40,000 as late as October 2022. All of this is public information. But it's fine. So Seth, he, he Seth donated like... to the governor's can- like he, I mean Seth Seth was on here for how long last night? He said he supported the 
election of Trump in 2020 and he's the election of DeSantis in 2022, the fact that he donated, like, this is so silly. So, so, he so donated Matt, to a so, governor. No, Matt, 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 hold, hold on, Malcolm. Give me one second, just real quick. So there's a donation of forty thousand dollars from Seth Dillon to the DeSantis camp in 2022 in the third quarter. Is that what I understood? So that, Levine, that, I mean, that's, I, that's what that's what Seth like. I yeah, yeah. The four, I heard him say it. So, so that's forty thousand dollars from DeSantis, as a donation. Yeah, but DeSantis was on the ballot for governor, so. So a donor gave him money. I, I don't see this as problematic, guys. The, the election was in November. The, here, the problem is that you have Laura Loomer, who just hates DeSantis. And so anything that anyone has ever said positively about DeSantis makes suspect. I mean, this is someone who accused Casey DeSantis of lying about cancer and accused Ron DeSantis of murdering his sister. <laughs> like, we need to not take Laura Loomer Laura, seriously. No, 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 look. Laura, yes, she did. Yes, she did. Okay, real quick. Real quick, circle back. Laura, just because, you know, look. Uh, if if we're, I, I don't know that to be true that she accused uh, him of killing her sister. I've never heard that. This is the first I hear it. But uh, Laura's been right on a lot of stuff. And look, and Laura's mm -hmm. no bad mind, and and she's attacked me plenty, which is fine. But what I'm trying to say is here, she's been right on a lot of things. She, yeah, she's really? called people on their bullshit a lot of times. So we can't just discredit her point blank. Right. We need to give credit where credit is due. Now, she discredits I, herself what, what, easily what I, every day. So, OK, Justin, bar to side. I was a so thinker. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, one second, one second. Uh, Congressman Santos, what, one thing about Twitter spaces is it's an open forum. So we do appreciate you coming on here. We had um, Congressman. Um, um, so, so we had uh, Matt Gaze on here and he essentially was asked a question from a variety of people, both conservatives and liberals. They were very important questions. And that's the that's the reason for the Twitter spaces. So we do appreciate you being on here to ask to receive questions from people. One of the things that was mentioned on this space. Well, 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 wanna, be, 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 before want, we do, before they do that, my man, I just want to say, I just want to mention everybody. If you do have a if you do have a, a question or a, a comment for uh, Congressman Santos, uh, put it down there in the bottom right hand corner, and I'll be going through him, uh, going through them shortly. And uh, so let me go and take back over. Yeah, one thing that was mentioned on the space, and it will be played back on the recording, so I do want to give you an opportunity to respond, is uh, about a, a well-known accusation about um, your, your comment about your mother dying on 9-11. So I, will, I want to give you an opportunity to respond to that. Look, I, I never look, I'm, I'm going to answer this once and that's it. And I've answered this in the media before. I never said my mom died on 9-11. I never said the words, my mother died on 9-11, period. That, those words never came out of my mouth. Uh, and, and I'm just going to move on from that because... Whatever the media twists and turns, there was a comment in a tweet uh, of somebody making fun of 9-11. And I said, the, the, the event of 9-11 claimed my mother's life, but it wasn't that she died on 9-11. My mother died in December of 2016, and that's very openly public record. But again, I, I'm not going to get into the trivial nonsense of this. My point being here is this is about 2024. This is about the presidency of the United States. This is about Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, which I happen to support Ron DeSantis as a governor for Florida, where I think he is much needed and where I happen to support Donald Trump to go ahead and actually show the American people he not only won 2020, but he's going to win 2024 again and settle the score once and for all. Because if there's ever been a president with buyer's remorse attached to their name, it is Joseph R. Biden. 
period. The American people say it. Fox, CNN can't get a poll that proves otherwise. And that's CNN. So the reality is, is we need to focus all this nonsense energy, all this amount of brain trust that's in this room right now, which is probably some of the brilliant, most brilliant people out there politically, and work on making that the goal. Whether you believe Ron DeSantis is the guy, you should work on that and and not work on fighting your peers because after the primary is over, we're all going to have to work together. That's just how this the nature is. And the sad part is most of you guys all in are fighting with each other. You're all friends. You're just disagreeing on this one and you're making it a blood feud for no absolute reason. The, the issue is, though, uh, this, this is I mean, this is a major issue because. When you look at who's going to get elected, whether it's Trump or DeSantis, there's going to be a major, there is going to be some differences in policy and so on and so forth. My question to you is, uh, we saw the announcement of DeSantis recently on Twitter spaces. What was your thoughts about how he came across in the announcement? It and, was and, and And him announcing on Twitter spaces. Sorry, go look, ahead. I, I, I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to cater to a younger audience, which is smart. Right. He was trying to cater to a social media audience, which is very smart on his on his part. But the execution of it was terrible. Then you put yourself in a Twitter space with two billionaires and one of the billionaires makes it about him, Elon, um, who happens to own the platform. Right. And then he in mid space says, oh, sorry, guys, you had to bring David on because I just couldn't do it on my platform because it just drove way too much interest. Meaning the 600,000 plus people who joined the original space weren't there for DeSantis. They were there for Elon. That's what I understood from Elon's uh, interpretation of that. So the reality is, is DeSantis could have done this in a much better way, cleaner way. It would have been a lot better. I understand what he was trying to do. I don't necessarily think it landed. It was glitchy. It was delayed. All of these other issues. But at the end of the day, look, he thinks he's doing the best he can and he's fighting as strong as he can to get the nomination. God bless him. He's a Republican. Uh, you know, as Ronald Reagan said, thou shall not speak ill of your Republican because once they be become if they uh, if they become the nominee, then, you know, you don't want to make it difficult for you to have to support them. Right. So and I'm paraphrasing, not quoting exactly. But the reality the reality here is, in, in my opinion, and, and that's, you know, that's just my opinion. We need a shift of energy here and and just forget about this massive divisiveness that's taking place. Dude, I've never seen a primary so early, so divisive like this one right now. And it's really toxic. And, I, and I'm just going to put it out there. It's coming, in my opinion, mainly from Team DeSantis. But I'm not going to say that Team Trump guys are also innocent. But the attackers have been for months now Team DeSantis. That's, just, that's how I view it, Max. You can disagree. That's how I'm looking at it. Uh, I wanted to add one would, thing. Would you would you say when one. when uh, when it was three days before the uh, the 2022 elections and the President Trump was doing a rally in Pennsylvania that was ostensibly for um, Dr. Oz and uh, Doug Mastriano was was it appropriate for him to attack the governor of Florida who was running for re-election three days? Absolutely not, and I criticized him then. I thought it was stupid. Why? Why mm -hmm. would you? And when was the first time that that Governor DeSantis attacked Trump? I'm not saying Governor DeSantis. I didn't part. Let me let me make sure I make that clear. I'm not saying this is Trump or DeSantis. I'm and, and Trump did attack DeSantis when he said something to the long of por porn stars or something like that earlier this year. He did throw shade at Trump at that point. So let, let's not act like DeSantis is squishy clean here because he does throw a lot of shade. 
I think part. I think by the way, I'm well. Love your work, Sandra. I'm, I'm very um, I'm awesome. Happy to have you on the space. You know, it's great. But um, I think the issue though, what I saw though with um, with I guess the whole Desantis issue was just the action of Babylon B and, and I guess like him enforcement. And when you see someone who is a, a Trump person, not a Trump personality, but says pro-Trump things on Twitter, um, who tries defending himself um from a person within the Desantis camp and gets his position taken away, that kind of sparked a lot of um get concerned about that and it kind of for us for public people who don't know internal information or anything kind of look like a a blatant like you know kind of like attack that was unjust right but, no look the optics of it was terrible the perception of it was terrible seth is going to have to do a whole lot of uh, of pr crisis pr in my opinion right it didn't look good it didn't look good. And quite frankly, uh, I, I joked and, and Vish is here. I joked to Vish. I'm like, hey, Gavin is probably it probably holds the record of the first person to ever be hired, fired on Twitter, which I thought was pretty it's funny. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not laughing at him. I'm just laughing at the fact that I think he was the first person ever to be fired on Twitter, which sucks, you know, but. Um, I guess, you know, you, you, you raise to that level of, uh, of a visible profile that happens. But the reality is, I, I think that the whole thing was poorly conducted. But again, I think Seth said it better. Uh, this is a matter of a private employer making a decision about his company. Now, the optics of it, there, there, there are going to be repercussions. And, and I think Seth is going to have to work really hard to d draw distinct, clear lines and make sure that he is forthcoming with any involvement he has in the DeSantis camp to make sure that when those filings on July 15 come out on the FEC website, don't reveal anything that corroborate that this could have well been a political attack or a, 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 a canceling or a silencing of a political uh, uh, opposition. So uh, that's just, you know, that's all I can say. I don't know anything. I have no horse in the game and, and I just wish everybody well. And I just, I don't want to see the Babylon be canceled. I don't want to see Gavin canceled. Uh, I just, you know, quite frankly, want to see us as conservatives just, you know, fighting this on policy. Look, Trump put out probably some of the most competitive Republican conservative policies for his 2024 elections. The guy wants to create six new freaking cities in the country, you know, and I think DeSantis had a big opportunity. And I, one of my biggest criticisms of his announcement was the border is broken. The border is bad. I will fix that day one. OK, how will you fix that was what he missed. Right. I, I didn't get a what will you do different policy wise to fix the border. I've been to the border multiple times and I've seen how shit of a place it is and the humanitarian crisis that's taking place down there. I don't like uh, like and, and I get clocked a lot from from people when I say I speak in a, in a in a humane way about migrants. I'm like, guys, at the end of the day, yeah, I get it. Most people don't want them here on the conservative party. And I get that it, it, it's an invasion of our of our sovereignty. But these are human beings. I don't like turning on the TV and seeing a box truck full of people killed because they were being smuggled or moms and babies floating upside down in the real grand. That's a tragedy. Every life lost is a tragedy, period. Right. So this is a policy issue that DeSantis could have built his entire campaign on and outsmarted Trump based on good policies. And he he failed. And that's why I believe Trump still with his old policies, if he puts them all back into effect and if we can, if we keep Congress, we will have a better protected border. Now, that's my opinion, subject interpretation of everyone else who heard his announcement, which, again, 
I know the talking points. Trust me, I, I have to dish them out every day. I'm in Congress, but Congressman, actually, can I ask you a question on the specifically on the border? Uh, and then uh, there's another political question because I, I'm somebody who covers extensively cartels, and I know in the Republican debate there's a lot of discussion of like viewing cartels as a as a national security threat. Would you vote for an authorization of military force against the cartel? And what do you believe the Republican nominee's position should be on that? And then the second question I have on the political side is. If DeSantis is the nominee, we've heard a lot of Trump supporters say they would not vote for him or they're very hesitant to even publicly announce supporting him if he's the nominee. How do you view your role in, in, in trying to bridge that gap based on what you said earlier? Well, look, what I'll say is on on, on the cartels, I've, I've put a bill on the uh, I've introduced a bill to designate them terrorist organizations to expand the scope of the FBI and our intelligence and our military in order to tackle the cartels. Because if you if you designate them a terrorist organization, you just expand and you broaden the scope of action that can be taken against them. And this is exactly what they are. They're terrorist organizations themselves in all of Latin and South and Central America um, on, on on your on the latter question is. If the, if DeSantis, by some holy Mary of a miracle, and if they try to Bernie Sanders DeSantis into the nominee, uh, which I highly see impossible on, on our side of the aisle, based on the pollings right now and the numbers, I know the primary is a long time away, and, and, and polls right now are just a snapshot of how people feel now. I get that. But if DeSantis becomes the nominee, of course I'm going to support him. Of course I'm going to work as hard as I can to, to, to sway people and say, hey, like, look, Trump fought it fair and square. It just didn't land for him. And and this is our guy. And we're going to have to vote for him because not voting for him. The alternative is you're reelecting Joe fucking Biden. That's what you need to look at this. That's the way you need to look at it. That is exactly what happens. If you don't elect the Republican, you get four more years of the destructive Biden ad administration agenda with hyena Kamala Harris laughing at everything uncontrollably and doing absolutely nothing from the standpoint of the vice president of the United States. This is exactly what we're up against. We're up against this is political war. This is war for the survival of this country. Period. Con Congressman Santos, um, I wanted to ask you about your re-election prospects in 2024 and whether you're speaking to President uh, uh, to Trump um, or he's, he's basically endorsing you and why you've not received support from the House Republican Caucus. Well, look, let's put it this way, uh, Soleimani. So is it Sule I'm sorry, am I mispronouncing your name? Yeah, no worries. A lot of Republicans do it. It's Suleiman. Suleiman. Sorry about that. Um, so, Suleiman, I'm... I, I got to Congress on my own accords. I didn't get to Congress with the spe with the help of special interests. I didn't get to Congress with the help of, of super PACs. I didn't get to Congress with the help of the, the CLF or any of that, right? I raised hard dollars into the campaign and got elected, period. I'll do it again and I'll continuously do it again because then that means I don't have a price tag hanging off my ear that every time something needs to be done, they go and say, hey, remember this price tag? You have to do this for us. So I owe nobody no, nobody any favors. So I'll continue to run for, for, for office that way. I am, I am a man of agency and I am able to take the votes that I want to take that I believe reflect my, my beliefs and the beliefs that, I, that, that my constituents want, and which is conservative. You know, they had for 20 years Democrats representing the third district of New York. I ran on an, on an agenda that called abortion barbaric and I got elected and I swung a Biden plus 10 seat and I won it by 8.5. So enough of the, oh, Santos sits in a 10, 10, 10 plus Biden seat. No, I sit in an 8.5, 18.5 swing Santos seat. So I will vote conservative through and through on what I believe is best for our country and I will run for reelection on those same parameters. Do you have any comment on what's pinned to the top of this chat? 
I don't know what's pinned to the top of this chat. About uh, your support of, you know, Miles Guo, Vish, uh, and, and New York Young Republicans and Gavin Wax and sort of the interrelations between those things. I'm if you don't sorry. have a comment on that, that's fine. But I wanted to put it on top here so people can see what I'm asking you. And so you can't. I, I don't see it. I, I don't see it. It's too high school for your consideration. I'll just ask the question. It's pinned yeah, to the top of the, the, the chat, but you might not be able to see it. So, Congressman Santos, basically my question is, um, you know, you've come out as saying that, you know, the, the U.S. government should free Miles Guo, who was arrested on a billion dollars of uh, uh, frauds. And you haven't commented on that, uh, you know, in, sure, in this I'll, chat. I'll comment on that for you real quick, Ben. Here's the reality. Miles Guo is being held. And this is this is I'm not saying Miles Guo was innocent. Right. I've never met Miles Guo, period. So but I had enough. I had enough constituents come into my office and I, I, I represent the district that that has a 17 percent uh, Asian-American constituency. I had enough constituents come into my office to make this a stink and to write letters and to go on my website and leave official communication. We looked into the issue. The, the, my my point here is not I'm not defending Miles Guo. I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury. I don't make that decision. But he's being held on no bail for a white collar crime because he's a flight risk. But it's very hard for me to accept that when two CCP agents operating on an illegal police station inside of New York City were released on $25,000 bail each when they're active. They're acting in, Congressman in Santos, one of the co-conspirators who was also charged, has been running from the U.S. government for over two months they were charged march 15th it's now may 28th william g last name spelled j-e was charged at the same time as as miles guo and he has not been seen in nearly three months that's so, why miles guo is a flight risk because they are co-conspirators and one of them is missing okay so so, because, so you're saying so you're saying that miles guo is now responsible for another individual's actions they were joint co-conspirators jointly charged with 11 of the same 12 crimes. But you're, but you're making an affirmation. He hasn't been convicted of that. These are indictments or mere, uh, are mere formal accusations. And Understood. I, but so, so at ben, the same time, you can't, you requesting bail on this number of charges. Ben, let him answer. So go ahead, uh, Congressman. Ben, you can't expect... You cannot expect someone else to be held at the same standards because of another individual's poor choices and personal that's not actions. The, that's not the only reason that Miles Guo was denied bail. The government put out, I think, a 20-page letter right. explaining its, its decision a, to not have him freed on bail. And track him. Right. Just before we let uh, um, Thank Congressman He's made go. off after he was charged, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So just before we let Congressman Santos go, uh, we do appreciate time. One last question while we were had was, uh, we're seeing that there's a, a, a basically some form of agreement in terms of the debt deal. There is a number of Republicans who have concerns about the parameters of that deal, and they feel like maybe uh, McCarthy sold out. L would love to hear your thoughts. Look, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize the deal. I have not finished reading the bill. The bill text is expansive and elaborate. And it's all about interpretation and reading it. I will have a position on it once I'm done with it. I will I will say this. After the call yesterday, I was not very satisfied that it seemed that we made most of the concessions. But I could be wrong. I could have misunderstood what was being sold to me during the call. But... I want to I want to make an, a responsible, uh, essentially, assessment of this, and I, I'll I'll address everybody on this uh, later in the week when we're done and we've made my and I've made my decision. Look, just I, I wasn't happy with the original bill, and 
I didn't think it was conservative enough when we voted on it, but I voted for that bill last minute to, to give the speaker the ability to go to the table and remind Joe Biden, we're negotiating. You have no option. Right. So to, for it to come back and it feels a little lopsided, like we're not really getting anything out of it. I, I don't know. I, I want to read it. Look, I'm happy work requirements are there. That was one of the first things that I, I dug my heels in. And I said, look, work requirements have to come back, period. And that's a Democrat policy from Bill Clinton. So I'm, I'm not going to even go uh, expand too much on that. But I will definitely follow up. And you guys will see updates on Twitter or wherever the updates end up. But uh, with that said, uh, I want to thank you guys for letting me uh, join the space. This isn't I just want to put this very clear. DeSantis is not my enemy. He's my adversary in a primary, and I will treat him and his camp that way respectfully. I, Respectfully speaking, I think policy is what's going to win this, and I think Trump's on the winning side of the policy because he's done this for four years. He has the experience, and he knows what he's doing, and he can do it again. He, run, he ran this country like a business. I think DeSantis runs Florida well like a politician. I don't think it's—I think he should just take a seat and perhaps work with POTUS, who gave him— the ability to be governor of Florida, because without Trump, there would be no governor Ron DeSantis. And anybody who disagrees with that is just being a hypocrite and not accepting the facts. Those are facts. And I think DeSantis is a great guy. I don't dislike the man. I think his wife is, is stellar. Whichever way we end up, we go back to having a fabulous first lady again, whether it's Casey DeSantis or Melania Trump. So with that said, I want to thank you all. And just remember, you're all on the same side and you're all friends at the end of the day. And you're going to live to regret a lot of the things you guys are going back and forth about. But thank you very much, everybody. So, Congressman, thank you so much for coming up. We do appreciate that. Um, I, I, I do want to tell the audience real quick, uh, Soleiman, Mario, and I, uh, we'll be doing a short, small personal space for subscribers only uh, to Mario directly after this space. We're going to have audience members up on up on stage, not people that have been pre-invited or anything like that, because uh, we want to be able to, to talk to you guys. Uh, and, you know, we might start doing a short one after every space that we do. So, But we're going to try it out a little bit, and we encourage you to come. you got to click on Mario's profile and hit that subscribe button. Uh, it's only $1, right? Because Mario set the wrong price on accident. So may as well take advantage of it before he figures out how to lift the price. Um, I'm going to pivot just a little bit now. You've also to... subscribed, haven't you, Nick? I, I did subscribe, yep. I, I've been waiting. We crowdfunded my $1 last time. Um, and then before I forget, before I move on here, I want to tell everybody, bottom right-hand corner, ask some questions. We, we asked some questions to uh, George Santos, Congressman George Santos as well. Uh, and so we're definitely going through those. Uh, Tira, this is kind of right up your alley, because one of the arguments that we have seen, uh, especially today, as this situation with the Babylon Bee uh, firing a pro-Trump vice president uh, evolves, is now we're starting to talk about the legal aspects of this and that, you know, there might be some litigation. Maybe there will be, you know, wrongful termination uh, lawsuit filed, potentially. We don't know. It's all speculation. But is that something that is... Uh, you know, something that would be reasonable? Was that a long shot? You know, what are your well, thoughts? Florida is where I believe the hiring was done is an at-will state. What that normally means is you can fire anyone for any reason as long as it's not on the basis of something that is uh, a protected class in effect, not on the basis of race, gender, sexual orientation, etc. Okay? So because of that, no matter what um, Mr. Dillon actually did, it's going to be really hard to have a, unless there's something I'm missing here, and unless um, 
you know, Gavin Max has one of those claims, which I'm not aware of, um, it's going to be hard for him to f do a wrongful termination suit. The fact that it was done on Twitter is unfortunate and probably not very professional, but I don't think that really matters. Moreover, I should point out, because I was researching this, because I remember, didn't Elon Musk fire, well, somebody claimed he fired some guy named Frohenhofer via tweet. So I think this is maybe not the first time it's happened. Certainly, I don't want to I don't want to say that because I'm sure someone's been fired by tweet before. Um, well, but, but as... Peter, isn't the difference on that? Because we're talking about a political situation now. Somebody that was expressing, uh, you know, disgust, uh, Gavin, was was expressing disgust about uh, one of DeSantis's uh, senior advisors. Does that not make it a little bit different? Because now I don't see it's that. It's looking I like mean, a politically charged I, issue. No, because once again, what is he, you know, is he being fired? If you're saying he's being fired because of his political speech, I think that'd be a hard one to show. And I'm not even sure that would really impact the, the wrongful termination suit, truthfully, because that's not a, just because you support someone is not protection, as it were. Um, Doc had raised an issue, and I don't actually see this, but I haven't seen enough of the tweets. He had said slander, libel. I don't think so, based upon the limited number of tweets that I've seen, but maybe he said other things that, you know, rise to that level, but I'm not seeing that either. He said, you cursed, more or less. Uh, you know, I don't like what you said. And so, you know, take the B out of your bio, right? And there are other there are other tweets, but I'm not aware that anything would rise to actually a level that that would allow for any sort of loss. And look, it's America. Anybody can sue about anything. Oh, final point. However, there is one thing at the at will thing. If there was some sort of employment contract, which I don't think there was based on everything everyone's been saying, it's possible that there were parameters for which you could not be uh, fired, but I don't think that existed in this case, okay? So I don't see a wrongful termination suit. I don't see slander or libel unless there's stuff I'm missing and it's entirely possible. And I'm not sure just, I mean, what you're saying is really speculative. He was fired because he supported X or whatever. Hard, hard to prove, especially on the basis of what we've seen written down in tweets. Thanks. Okay, but does it make any sort of difference that there was no? And we're again, we're going based off of what Gavin said uh, in a in an earlier Twitter space today, where he said that there was no employment contract. He never received anything. He also has never received a uh, a, a termination letter. Uh, you know, so so does any of that make any sort of difference? Not an employment contract. Look, it might. Doc had mentioned best practices, etc. That's fine, but you don't need. You don't need to have parameters. You don't need to have guidelines. You don't need to have been given anything. Many companies don't have anything like that. Should and an employment contract. Do, do you yeah. know that? Sorry to interrupt, but do you know that about Florida? I was looking. Different states have different schemas. Florida might very well require that. Like a parole know. evidence rule for employment contracts. No, not like that. I'm not. No, I, I mean. I read the Florida stuff. I don't see any requirement there, Doc, but I'm happy to be corrected by anyone who might know more. I haven't seen that as a requirement. It's at will. And, you know, once again, in an at will state, many states are at will, unless it's, you know, for one of the, the prohibited reasons, you can just sort of fire people. We all know this, right? Um, that that's, you know, whether fortunately or not, depending on who you are, that's sort of how it works. So you, you can hire a lawyer and you can try and find some rationale. But I don't know, Doc. I mean, I've never yeah. heard that that's required. No, I, I agree with you. I, I didn't see this as a legal case, honestly. But that doesn't mean people are going to sue. 
and, they, and it doesn't mean you can't find lawyers that'll make, make an oh, argument. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's <laughs> my final point was going to be, we're in America, everybody sue, everybody can sue for anything. And so there might be a lawsuit, but I don't see it as being necessarily successful. So, um, Max, I want to go to you. And what where we stopped off, or Ben, sorry, let me go to Ben first. Ben, where we stopped off was, you know, I interrupted you because we had uh, Congressman Santos on. And we were talking about the text messages and more specifically about his back and forth. So this is um, with, um, you know, Gavin and Seth Dillon. Um, so are you going to respond? So I just want to give you a chance to do so. I'm sorry. I don't actually uh, I don't actually remember me saying anything about text messages between Gavin and, so, and sorry, Seth. Sorry, I meant the That's tweets. the first I'm hearing. I meant, I meant the tweets. I meant the tweets. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. So I, I think I think that was just really us talking about the timing of, uh, you know, Seth saying, you know, you can remove it from your bio um, and talking about how uh, the woman who's, I think she's, oh, Abby, she's still on the stage was, you know, was right to be bringing up the fact that even though, yes, this, you know, the, the conversation with Jenna was a separate conversation, the timing does show that there were multiple things going on prior to the quote unquote, you know, firing. Um, but then separately was the whole fact that as Max has already, you know, brought up, and I don't think we have to go into it more, um, was that this really did seem to stem from um, this, uh, you know, the, these concerns that that Max had raised or these questions he had asked um, that Gavin didn't respond to. It seemed like things got diverted to being about, you know, Christina and about the campaign, and that's not really what was going on. Um, but that that was all. Okay, so let me go to um, Chief. Chief. I mean, I'm looking at this and you've got a scenario where um, Gavin's essentially debating a few people at the same time. He's getting attacked essentially by the DeSantis camp. He's having a debate with Max at the same time. He's having a debate with Jenna Ellis. And then his boss comes in and essentially attacks him. Um, do you think it... Obviously, I know you th you, you, I know you think that what, the, uh, what uh, the boss did was unacceptable. So I guess I'll let you say that. But then separate to that, do you think his response was appropriate, Chief? Um, so are you talking about the response of, of how, I guess, Gavin quote? Yeah, yeah. So let me read it. So Gavin yeah. says, hey, Christina Persho, what's your effing problem? And then Seth Dillon responds and says, what's yours? And then another tweet says, tweets like this when the B is in your bio doesn't work for me. And then Gavin responds and says, being accused of things that are false and criminal doesn't work for me. And then Seth Dillon replies, you can take the B out of your bio now. Yeah, so the, my, my, I guess, my take on this. So the first one, when you said, what's your effing problem? Politics is is a blood sport. And uh, I believe that from, uh, you know, I mean, some people can say curse words are curse words. I personally don't curse, and I haven't cursed in a very long time. Um, but I, I don't think that in itself is and is a you know, thing that I have read, read, you know, some red flag over. I mean, I think people curse in politics and I think that some people it's more of a euphemism, I think, in that sense, like, you know, getting annoyed by um, people liking a tweet that he thought was, you know, kind of insinuating some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of association with a with a person who has been like not convicted, but just you know accused of things. Um, and then when he quote tweeted his boss after this, I think he was just angry because his boss should could have messaged him privately. He could have done it very discreetly, but chose to, he opined to go or he chose to go onto Twitter and publicly reply saying 
this. So if you look at it from Gavin's perspective, he's been attacked by people who like tweets that he doesn't like. And then he has his own boss who should be on his side saying in a comment, this is this is not correct or, you know, you I don't, I don't like this behavior. So, you know, whether he was I think that he was, um, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have quote tweeted um, the boss, but it doesn't really, you know, um, matter. Though, cause I think that his no matter what, any response or on responses be like, if you don't talk about, you know, I mean, the boss said something about you or saying I don't like the tone. He wanted to defend himself. And I think either way, it's appropriate. I mean, I, I the boss did the inappropriate thing first, basically. Um, and I think the employee, uh, Gavin there, um, felt like he had to defend himself. And Seth has in the past said, if you're worried about tweeting something, you know, do it anyway. So I think regardless, there was at a bare minimum inappropriate action from from Seth on that. I want to question whether euphemisms okay to use politics is full of people who use euphemisms and and curses and slurs or whatever you want to, you know, call it. The quote tweet, you know, you can say it's not appropriate. That's fine. I, I think that it was a response to an inappropriate tweet from a boss. So um, that's my take. But the bottom line is an employer should have your back. And I know some there are some bad employers out there. But I think majority of them should at least strive to have their back. And something as simple as a public tweet, I think it's pretty clear that was in the wrong. And you can objectively look at this. Whether you're pro-Santis or anti-Santis, you can just look at that and say you should, your, an employer shouldn't be replying to you and, and, and piling on when you're being attacked. Or how about you take a second to actually reach out to the employee privately and try to defuse the situation rather than escalate it. Let me go to Max before I do Max. I mean, me myself. If I'll be honest, if Dude, Mario, so if Mario, you're trying to Max like three times before you come to me. Come on. Oh no, it's it's because I'm going to like one Trump, then one DeSantis. But you also have to call him Solomon first. I know. You, if you get my name right, then so, I'll. Then wait, I'm... How do you say it? Say, say it right. Just Solomon. There's no I in it. You just created an extra so, I. Solomon. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, let me go to, because yesterday I had a lot of complaints that the DeSantis people didn't get enough chance. So I'm trying to balance it out going 1-1. One, one. So I will come to you after, Max. Um, Max, I, I mean, if this was me, and let's say Mario had done that response, my, my response would be much more aggressive. Like, why is this guy talking to me and calling me out? I would just smash him. I think, if anything, Gavin was being too soft. But let, let me see your thoughts, Max. You, you want my thoughts on whether... On whether Gavin was being too soft to like no no so first of all let me ask you two questions though so was was it appropriate for Seth to call him out like that and basically attack him and then was it appropriate for Gavin and his response to Seth? Oh, uh, I I don't really know about that first question. You know, you know, it's a very public. Uh, no, no, very genuinely, public I know you, want, I I you no want to back him up, but just genuinely, like for both questions, would I, would I would I do it? Like probably not, it's but that's like, not really. Both, do you think both are appropriate? Mm, I don't know. I mean, it's like I said, like it's a very public thing, and he's doing a tweet, and you know, I, I guess he could have DM'd him, but that's sort of secondary. Like what he did was, I mean, what Gavin did was more was was more aggressive. Um, and I, I, mean, I think I want to I want to make the bigger point that like th this whole this whole discussion is is pretty exhausting. We spent about two days on someone uh, getting fired because his boss set believed. Uh, you know, whether you agree with it or not, his boss believed that he was making an ass of himself online and, and embarrassing his employer. And, uh, you know, at some point we need to, we need to, 
like talk about more important well, things. Well, Representative well, Santos. Well, hold on, well, is, well, I know you can. Wanna, one second, one second, one second, uh, one second, fish. Uh, actually, go ahead, fish. Go on. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I want to look at the. I want to. I want to point out the what the the tweet on the jumbotron right now, trying to make an accusation, like some conspiratorial accusation about Guo's involvement. My name is in that tweet. So, like, I want to ask right now. I think that's fair yeah, I, uh, for you to talk yeah, about so it. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, what's the deal, Ben? Like, what are you actually accusing us of? So, this is, this is, this is exactly the, the point I was making earlier, right? That Max raised this question about, you know, Miles Guo and Gavin. Okay, Miles Guo, very rich Chinese expat, you know, whatever, uh, asylee, now that Yale, Penny Charles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But most people don't know the story, so that's why I was bring, just explaining quickly. But the point is, Max brought it up. Gavin never responded. I think he should have, right? That's his and he didn't. Whether he responds or not. Right, well, and that's fine. That's fine. You can take that position. You can, you can take that position. And then Congressman Santos comes up tonight, right? And Congressman Santos has also been, you know, very much uh, criticizing the fact that Guo has been arrested and is is is, is uh, you know in jail, That's denied bail, etc. Again, you don't have to agree. You're right. It, it is his prerogative. But the point is, when we're having conversations about these people, I think it's reasonable to talk about the relations between them. And then you have an opportunity to speak back about it. But I think it's sometimes deceptive when there's a story like this or relationships what's the, like what's this. The story? And some people like me or like you know about them. And other people on the space don't know that these things are related. They don't know that Congressman Santos went to Miles Guo's mansion in New Jersey, uh, you know, just, you know, a month, month and a half ago. And he was invited. recorded videos. Wait, what, why are you telling That's fine. That's fine. It's gossip. Wait, what, what? God. He's never met Miles Guo, by the way. I can't been in jail. Miles Guo was paying Jason Miller a million dollars a year. As CEO of Getter, now he's back on the Trump campaign. He was paying Steve pay Bannon a million dollars okay. a year. He was arrested on Bannon's yacht. This is relevant to what's going on in our politics and in the party. This is a guy who was given, he gave money to CPAC, right? And so Max asked, or somebody else asked today, whether whether Guo gave money to New York Young Republicans, which, which isn't a smear, which isn't a smear because Guo gave money to, to, to CPAC. And so me putting that up, it's not a smear. It's me saying... Why don't we talk about this? And if your position, Vish, is that it's not relevant, that's fine. But it's a good thing that I put it up there, so now you can respond. So, man, here's the thing. Yeah. Which so, you so did. We'll go ahead and let, we'll, we'll go ahead and, we'll go ahead and let uh, Wait. people, I guess, decide for themselves. Can, can I respond, please? Hold on, hold on. Sure, Heather. Uh, yeah, or, well, yeah, and to be clear, Vish, again, Chief, you should be on, able to on, respond. No, no, no. Uh, Chief, you were trying to uh, respond real quick. I'm going to give you 30 seconds, and then I need to pivot just a little bit. Yes, the whole point was we, we went from a just a, a just a common sense, we can all look at what Seth did and say that was not correct, to pivoting to a, some attack on Santos when he's not here to defend himself. If we want to talk about specifically going back to... He's still here. Well, he's he's a listener, not a speaker. So if he, he should have a right to respond, and for people... Oh, sorry. On my end, it says he's still no, a speaker. No, he's a listener on my end. So, yeah, you know, we just... If we're, if we're going to pivot on this side point, just focus specifically on the, what happened, which is what Seth did. You look at it as a pro-DeSantis person or not. I know that you don't like Ben Miles Guo. I, I don't, <laughs> I know, I mean, but the whole issue we're specifically we're talking about is with the actions of the tweets. So if you look at the thing objectively, you all look and say Seth did something wrong. I think we should all come together and say what he did was incorrect. That's a good way of unifying, <laughs> you know, the DeSantis and the, uh, the Trump people. Look at that, world peace on Twitter, right? I think that's the thing we should just try doing instead of like pivoting to these side points.
But yeah, I think I think I, I don't. I, wanna, I mean, I, I mean, I mean. Sorry, guys. One second. I, I mean, the greater question is this. Look, let me go to Vish on this. Uh, Vish, I, I mean, the way, the reason why people are concerned about this, I believe. Oh, Heather, sorry. Let me go to Heather on this because uh, she's trying to get my name right. So, Heather, um, the reason why people are concerned about this is essentially. Because this looks like, and we've you've talked about the funding, you've talked about the fact that Babylon B was funded by the DeSantis camp, we've talked about the fact that um, Seth Dillon funded uh, DeSantis. So, I mean, the real concern is this, that this seems like a political strike on pe- Trump's people. Like, is that how it's coming across, Heather? Hey guys, um, I know you just came to me, but my dog actually just collapsed on the floor. So I'm going to figure oh. out what's wrong with my dog right now, and I'll be back in a little bit. No problem. Oh. Sorry. Um, so Vish, same question to you. Uh, what's your thoughts on my question? I think it's totally a political strike. Uh, I believe that Gavin was uh, targeted by Seth Dillon, and Seth Dillon is a proxy for the DeSantis campaign or Pusha, or whoever, who has been, there are receipts of them being paid. And again, in this very space, the same people who go out there and run interference for DeSantis are the ones here running interference for Seth Dillon and Babylon B. I don't believe in coincidences. So I believe that it is a political strike. I believe it is meant to have the chilling effect to keep uh, to let Trump people know that they have no space to express their opinion so long as they're in any of the nexus of, you know, what, uh, private public relationships that exist, such as, you know, the DeSant- you know, DeSantis' governor's office, his presidential campaign, Babylon B, the supporters, the investors of Babylon B, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that it is a political strike. And I think that if they, if that's how they want to play, we, we can play. Is is there a way that I could defend him where you would not, um, would not like, is there, because your argument seems unfalsifiable. Can you please, how would you make your argument falsifiable? Like, how can I defend him in a way that you would like not question the integrity of? Kind of hard to do now, Max. Right. So your argument's unfalsifiable. Is that, that's the problem. Like basically like, and then, then it also goes to like, how could Seth have, I mean, I guess you could say he should have done a privacy instead of publicly, but like, other than that, yeah, is how least. could he have fired him? How could he have fired him in a way that you would not accuse him of being compromised um, by DeSantis? Oh yeah. Uh, he could have did it just like how most CEOs do it, which is by picking up the phone, being like, Hey man, Look, your tweets don't work for me. Say it like a man. Do it like a man. It's the the method in which he did it speaks. It, it's so 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 anomalous that the method has to be questioned, and why that method was chosen has to be questioned. Do you, do you think that him supporting um, DeSantis's reelection for governor? Do you think that indicates um, uh, anything? Who supports Seth Dillon was supporting? Uh... So, so Seth Dillon supported DeSantis's re-election campaign. I mean, you yeah, did too. Yeah. So, yeah, sure, DeSantis, yes, so like everybody in this room supported it. Sure. Uh, did, like the fact that he donated money to the re-election campaign. Like, do you believe that that's relevant? Yes, absolutely. It's always relevant. It's a source of cash. Like that's it's a politician's lifeblood. Yes, I believe that. A hundred percent. I work in this business. 
It's a hundred percent. I don't, I don't, I don't want to take too, too, too far down into the weeds here, but uh, I, I want to ask an audience question here. Uh, this didn't respond gonna... though. To, to what exactly? Didn't respond. We're going to go back uh, to Vish after Heather. Uh, we did several times. Did we not? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we did. Okay. I don't know if you can hear. Maybe we'll bring you down and back up or anything like that. But I do, I do want to say um, an audience question that we have. Uh, talking about the at-will employment down in Florida, uh, which gives employers uh, apparently a, a lot of uh, ability to fire people for you know lots of different reasons, and they have a lot less restrictions. Um, why? What would be the difference, Tira? If somebody were to, to, let's say it was a, they worked for a loony left organization or something like that, and they were, they were super pro MAGA, or the other way around, they were with a MAGA organization that didn't want a super lefty working for them. Was there no, uh, no avenue at all for that uh, employee to push back on that? No legal grounds for litigation? I mean, if you're fired for your political views. Correct. It's a great question. I, people, I don't think, once again, I'm just saying, I don't know that, you, you know, it's not, free speech is not implicated exactly because this is not an action by a government, right? It's by an employer. So sometimes when those things happen, it's what you see is people are able to sue, but they're able to sue because it was a governmental entity. They work for the state, they work for, etc. Um, I'm not sure in a private business that would work. Uh, once again, I would love to hear from someone else who has a deeper understanding of employment law but i think you can do that as i said it is not race gender um sex you know there are like seven categories and it's not one of them most states by the way are at will in america but there are you know there are contracts there are also there's tenure situation there are lots of situations unions etc who have protections so this doesn't apply to everybody right but but I don't I think you can do that. And by the way, I just want to go back to the tweet thing because there's a woman in the chat who's done a great job. Apparently, Donald Trump fired several people <laughs> via tweet. So I guess whoever said a real man wouldn't do that. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Donald Trump did. Thanks. Yeah, that that might be a little different here. But uh, I, I, so let's let's go over to the bigger picture here, which is the Trump versus uh, DeSantis situation. And again, like we just read an audience question down there, bottom right hand corner, please do that. And again, we have a subscriber only space that we're about to be having here uh, as soon as we end this one. We're going to go in here for a, a little, uh, you know, a while longer, uh, but you got to go to Mario's page, hit that subscribe button. It's only one dollar. We're going to be bringing audience members up on stage and it should be a little different. It's going to be a different environment than this stage. Uh, we don't have any pre-planned people coming up, um, but uh, let's go over to the Trump versus DeSantis sort of Twitter war that's going on. Uh, GOP, Josh, you have been involved uh, pretty deeply in this situation here recently. Uh, you've been, you know, dishing out fire. You've been taking fire back. And what I want to know is how effective are uh, are these attacks that are going back and forth on both sides? I believe you mentioned um, maybe that Christina Pushaw, you know, that senior DeSantis advisor that's very vocal on Twitter, may have a, you know, a, a Botox issue or something. Is that really an effective argument? Does that change any votes or? So I really don't think inherently, and thank you for having me, by the way, it is the most effective line of attack for anything. 
but it gets the attention off of um, their talking points and off of what they're promoting and back onto them personally. And you can look deeper into them once you have the kind of the baseline attack here. Okay, Botox. Then you go into her foreign agent connections. Then you go into her Soros ties. You use it as kind of a, a leading in point to the attacks. And then you go deeper further, as many people on Twitter, including myself, have. Use it as a basis point. Then you go down further into the attack, into the, quote, rabbit hole about the person that you're speaking to and the, the person you're, you're cr trying to attack against. And especially when DeSantis doesn't have an issue page on his, on his website, you can't really attack DeSantis. He doesn't have any written down policy platforms. So where do you go besides his staff, the ones that are promoting him, the ones that are propping him up here? Um, and so I don't think the Botox line of attack is the best um, inherently, but I don't think it's a bad stepping off point because when you see Christina push on, on Twitter, or I pronounce her last name, I think I pronounce it wrong, but I'm sorry, not really, but you know, uh, um, when you see her on Twitter, the first thing you see are the, are the cheek implants and the Botox, okay? So it's an, an effective, uh, just pointing out an obvious fact before you go deeper into the things that are further down the hole and further uh, but, but, down but the, Josh, the conversation. But if you don't have substance to attack somebody on here, is that should you even be attacking them at that point? I mean, because there has to be, I mean, because we're talking about a sitting governor, right? So there has to be some sort of, you know, policy or decision that he's made in the past that he can really be, you know, hit on rather than just commenting on the looks of his advisors, you know? And there are, and there, there's also things with his advisors, and I'm, I'm not on a campaign. The team Trump is doing fantastic when it comes to attacking him on votes in Congress, on things he's done as governor, and the actual official apparatus is doing a great job at that. I'm not working for an apparatus. I'm not an advisor. I'm not a, a spokesperson. I'm not a, on the payroll of any sort of campaign or any, I never have been. Um, I'm doing it as an independent citizen, speaking about what I think is important to the voters. And when you have surrogates going out there, that are tied to Soros, are tied to Georgia, are tied to Ukraine, it is important to point out that fact. And it's important to point out the person that's on Twitter as a, on the most uh, in, in that aspect. That, that's important to, to talk about more than the actual substance of the candidate. At this point, before debates, before the candidate's gone out, actually campaigning, getting the baseline out there, getting the people connected to him that are propping him up to run. Because I don't think inherently DeSantis wants to run, really, against Trump. He's been a supporter of Trump for a long time. Trump supported him. I don't think inherently he wants to run. People propping him up need to be critiqued as well, and it's not just the candidate at that point. They go after, uh, when, when she was on the Trump team, Kaylee McEnany. They went after uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, right? So, so they do it, they, and they, they do it without substance behind Conway. it. Yeah, Kellyanne Conway, you're right there. Uh, and they do it without substance behind it. We have substance behind the further down the line attacks. But the baseline attacks also are, are, are correct, and they just attack the, the looks and the appearance with nothing behind it. Uh, we have things behind it as well, and, and I believe that's being executed very, very well. Uh, Max, can you respond to that? I mean, look, Josh is 16. I've said this a few times. Two years ago, he tweeted, um, Ron DeSantis is America's governor. He deleted the tweet today and then lied and said this is a photoshopped image. And, you know, debating with a 16-year-old, whatever, like... Kids say a lot of things when they're young I, I mean, that, Max, that they I, I regret. Don't, I don't want to discredit somebody just based on their age. And so, like, say, it always goes back to my age. No other critique. Man. It always goes back to my age. Notice that. I mean, what's no, like if you what, so he says? Something? I mean, the thing is, you know, you have to kind of rise above all this because you have sixteen-year-olds saying falsehoods on the internet, and okay. it's what it is. And like well, he'll delete it in a few yeah. years, 
but it's not, you know, this is not going well, to be a contentious me. matter here. He says false things, and you just kind of, you know, you respond to the allegations, but, Max, but Max, you know, you got to be, be respectful. Max, 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 you need to be specific about what's false, because I think what, you, what you're saying is more worse. So, like, it's fine if you said something false, just, like, specify what it is. But, Max, is this not exactly the same thing that you guys are accusing the, the Trump people of doing? I mean, because, like, you, what you am didn't I attack accusing? Josh on his looks, but you did just attack him on his age. I mean, is that well, not... Well, it's not an attack. Similar, like, that's it's, not, that's not relevant. It's, it's no, not an did, attack. It's saying, you know, you... you there's You don't get into debates. Age. You don't get into debates over this. It's just an understanding of, of where he's coming from. This is This is... You know, it's totally healthy that you have a high schooler who's very passionate about politics. I respect it a lot. When I was in high school, I really, I, I, you know, I had a passion for politics as well. I'm very glad I didn't have Twitter. And, and it is what it is. Like, he's saying, like, you know, someone told him that Christina Pucha has ties to Soros. Like, that's nonsense. But, like, I'm not going to attack Josh for that. I'm going to attack whoever, whoever told him that. Like, someone lied to him. It is what it is. And, you know, How do you likewise, know like, people, people having a meltdown about, like. Have you debunked that, Max? Is that thing people, debunked, Max? Doc, like, you know you believe, can we get a community right? notes in here? Do, do you? You know where all the source we money We're Dramatron to make this more clear. We're, we're going very vague with these tweets, but we just put them on Dramatron if you have a problem with it. I, I, the, the whole foreign agent thing, it's very, it's disappointing because, you know, for a very long time, I defended President Trump from the nonsense Russia collusion conspiracy theories. And then I see, like, some of his strongest supporters turn around and and have these insane conspiracy theories about foreign agent because a lot of people don't really know she what a foreign agent is. She was an unregistered foreign agent, Max. That's a fact. Right. So like Susie Wiles, registered foreign agent, um, Paul Manafort, registered foreign agent, Roger Stone, registered foreign well, agent. Well, they all like, have to account those... for that, don't they? Excuse me. At least didn't they are registered. Well, right. One, one and so did she. Jail. Should we send her to jail? After the fact. No, I don't think any of them should be in jail. I think it's just, I think basically but what happened is people hear, people hear the words foreign agent and their brains kind of shut down because it just, all it means is that you worked, Maybe you're um, we haven't... Uh, you worked on behalf of someone. In, in Christina's case, she worked for uh, Donald Trump's business partner, Mikhail Saakashvili, also a close associate of Trump loyalist Michael Caputo. I mean, this is a whole lot of nothing. And I think people, again, they hear foreign agent, they think like spy. Like I did have someone tell me that foreign agent means spy. It doesn't. It means she worked for him and she never hit it. And let's also be honest. Let's also be honest, like, also be honest like about the fact that 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 lobbying on behalf of or working on behalf of many kinds of clients, both U.S. and non-U.S., is a notoriously like improperly regulated practice that's very common in politics and in Washington. I'm not saying that makes it okay that one or another person didn't register, but let's actually just be really honest about the fact that on both all sides of the Republican Party and on all sides of both the Democratic and Republican parties, there's a lot of failure to register going on, right? It's a, re it's a really big problem, and I think we should just be fair about that for folks who aren't as aware of that. There are probably thousands of people in this country who should be registered under FARA who aren't. It's a really big problem, and it and, and and it's not limited to one person or party or campaign. Actually, can I, uh, Nick? I'd like to ask a question to to GOP John or Chief, or, or even Vish. You know, uh, somebody from the Trump camp. I, you know, we we got. Can, can I yesterday. respond to Ben real quick on that? I mean, I'm sorry. Sh I don't no, sure. interrupt your host. No, I'd also have the opportunity to respond to Max if possible. Ben, ben, the reason this is more relevant because her, her associations are in an area where World War Three is about prime to go off. Right. It's the Republic of Georgia. 
her, her uh, sucking face with Zelensky on stage, uh, apparently the day he was inaugurated. The, the questions about DeSantis, and my biggest problem with DeSantis is his lack of clarity on his foreign policy. But I know why that is. It's because it's Bush's foreign policy. It's a neocon foreign policy. We know this is true because we know who's How? funding them. All right. We, we know. OK, so let's stop pretending know? that her relationships are somehow irrelevant and just part of a, a larger mass or population of people that are in D.C. trying to get money flowing one way or the other. Dr. Malibu, uh, you post that image of of uh, you like to post images of like Jeb Bush standing near DeSantis at the inauguration. You like to post these images a lot, and, and you, you yes, whip because up all I these think that I think the relationship with you... Jeb Bush, the former governor of Florida, and the opponent who was mocked and ridiculed by Trump in 2016 is relevant, Max. Dr. Malibu, I, do you think it's it's inappropriate for um, a former governor of Florida to attend uh, the the Florida gubernatorial inauguration? I think it's inappropriate for a governor who only, who owes his office. To the to the endorsee the president. You're changing the subject, Dr. Malibu. After please. five years, Dr. Malibu, he Dr. quit Malibu, Congress listen. too. He's a quitter. He's he's following the money. That's why he's not announcing Dr. his Malibu, position. Would you say he's that not a serious that... candidate? And neither are you. Okay, so Dr. Malibu, you're saying that it is inappropriate for the former governor of Florida to attend his successor's. Uh, uh, inauguration is that is that right? I did Am not I, use the word inappropriate. I'm simply you keep posting the picture though. It's relevant. It's very weird. Um, it's not weird. Who yeah. supports so, the would candidate? You say, so is Trump. Important, there's a lot Max. of pictures. Who of... supports the candidate is relevant. Who they surround themselves as in a primary is relevant to who they're going to surround themselves. Dr. Malibu, when they have real fucking power. Max. There's there was like Barack Obama was at Trump's inauguration, but you're going to say that doesn't count. And you're right, it doesn't count. No, anyway, former presidents say, and senators, persons of importance, get to go to the inauguration. It's right, so like former governors form. attend governor inaugurations. You're, you're hurting my brain, Dr. Malibu. So I, I, I think the bigger, realize the I'm bigger thing that I want to ask is um, Mikhail Saakashvili has a financial relationship with, with, with President I Trump. I don't know who that is. Pictures over the years. I don't know who that is. Does, does that comment. count or does that, that not is. count? Some Russian guy. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Mikhail Saakashvili is. You attacked no. Christina Bouchard That's for being one agent. You don't even know. You know who Earl Campbell is? Stunning admission, Dr. Malibu. Muhammad Ali. Have you ever heard about him? There are people that are around before you were born. You I don't know who this guy is. Dr. Malibu, you have been really attacked for being a Max. foreign it's agent. You don't even you. know who she worked for. Wait, hold on. We're doing these whataboutisms. Can we? Can we just get to specific like tweets that that the whole issue was about with with Josh and Max because that was the initial claim, right? So, so, and, and so actually, do I have a chance yeah, to respond to, to Max when he was talking John, about me? Uh, uh, GOP Josh, actually, before you answer, I do want to ask you this question. You can answer both points and please my question because I do want to get from somebody from the Trump side as well to answer this. Yesterday, you know, two days ago, Donald Trump on Truth Social sent out a truth backing up Ken Paxton, the attorney general of Texas, before the impeachment trial that happened in the House. And, and a day later, uh, the Texas GOP, you know, majority of Congress, voted to impeach Ken Paxton effectively based on Texas law, removing him, you know, as the the attorney general. So I guess whatever you were going to answer, but I do want to ask that, doesn't that kind of show that Donald Trump might not have kind of that influence within the, specifically, I mean, we're talking about the Texas GOP, right? I mean, that's probably of, of, as Trump as you can get in, in many aspects, but even in the house of the Texas House of Representatives still went against Trump's desires and voted to impeach Kim Paxton. If you if you can answer that and, and whatever else you were going to bring up. 
So, so with the Ken Paxton thing, it shows the people who are elected to office, who are most likely or not funded by the swamp, don't listen to Donald Trump. I think that's actually a, a good thing when people who are elected to office don't listen to Trump, and we, especially when we don't know the ties to them and Trump promised to primary them. We'll see where that goes, obviously. Uh, really quickly here, uh, Max said that uh, I lied about Christina Pashaw working for George Soros. The Warsaw Security Forum is funded by Open Societies which was funded by George Soros. It's on her LinkedIn page. She was a member of a, some sort of, of council with them, first and foremost. Uh, the next thing here is Max. I'm going to be a primary voter in 2024. The primary is in March. My birthday's in June. Ohio losses. I can vote. So I, I can't talk about politics when I'm 16. And, and what I say is wrong when I'm 16 years old. What changes when I'm able to pick, cast a ballot? Will I be able to talk then? What, what changes? And Because the only critique that the, the Sanders people have against me is my age. Right. They're like, well, you're 16 years old. You don't know what you're talking about. I can cast a ballot. OK, in March of 2024, I will cast my ballot for Donald Trump, uh, probably in the Ohio primary. I vote for Bernie Moreno for Senate. And so why is it a problem that I'm talking about politics on the Internet when I'm able to vote next time? around? I'll say so. I don't know you know, very much about you. I've only really been hearing about you the last few days. I'm actually not going to criticize you um, because I actually was kind of like you. I got into politics uh, when I was 15, 16 years old. And it's it's I think it's I think it's a great thing, actually, that you're that you care and that you're doing these things, regardless of what particular position you may have. I guess I'll just give you unsolicited advice. And I know it's unsolicited, which is why I called it that. Um, hey, at, least you have more, people... at least you have more self-awareness than Max. <laughs> there are a lot of people in politics and in campaigns um, who don't care about other people and who use people. Obviously, I think you already know that a bit. But, you know, I'm sort of glad that your last name isn't on here, um, not because I'm criticizing anything you've done or said, but because you're young enough to be taken advantage of. And even adults can be taken advantage of. And as you continue in politics, I really hope that you are skeptical of everyone around you and trust your gut if things feel off. Because um, not everybody in this space, no matter what team they're on or claim to be on, um, is a good person. And I just want to leave you with that because you're young and I don't want anyone to screw things up for you or mistreat you, regardless of who you're going to vote for in 2024. Well, I really appreciate that. And on the point of, of an adult being taken advantage of, Max has told me he's not paid to say what he says about DeSantis. I think that's being taken advantage of uh, pretty widely there. Sir, so, so what do you mean by that? You, th you mean he, you think he's not you, he is being paid, but is saying he's not I, either that or he's uh, being used by the DeSantis campaign. It's like, oh, you're helping us out. And you're he, he said on a space yesterday he was 150 did years you, old. Right? You, Josh, guys not taking seriously. Josh, did you just accuse the guy of lying? I, I think I've done that plenty think, of times. I don't think this is a new well, accusation. But see, this is the problem. This yesterday I heard you speak on the chat on the space saying what you were saying about Christina, about her Botox and so on. You're 16 years old. Why are you bullying a woman? You think this is a good start for you? I don't believe I said a lie or an inconsistency. I believe I've been pretty consistent. And I haven't said a lie about anyone. I don't no, think I've lied some, or said anything. It was inappropriate for you to speak like that about a woman. I don't care how much Botox you may have. You're 16 years old, and you shouldn't be doing that. Right now, you just told me. People make fun of yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're, I, I don't. We're way too. Kind of annoying to me, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
How many times are you, you guys crying about him saying something to Christina and you're all piling on it, on him and keep on mentioning his age? Like, can you guys, like, grow? No, I think what everybody's getting at. So can, can I ask a question to the space? One, one second, one second, one second. Uh, so you can jump in and, and disagree with me, Ben. Straight, let me just finish my point. So you can disagree with his positions. You can basically refute his points. You can't be crying at him and saying, oh, he's bullying, oh, he's doing wrong, oh, you're only 16. That's irrelevant. I, I'm, I'm thoroughly, no, no, I'm thoroughly no, impressed with it. Well, you're, well obviously, you're trying to bully. Then I could just, he could use the same argument. Absolutely. You're trying to bully him. So, Evie, this whole like feminist, liberalist argument about bullying women is just ridiculous. Actually, no I'm, I'm not a No feminist. one buys it. You just look ridiculous no, no. when you say it. No, I, no, I don't. Terms of no, I Josh, don't. What this I'm is gonna the say problem is, we in have terms of Josh, on the Trump side. We I'm not on the Trump people. side. I, I, I'm not on the Trump side. I'm just against this liberal left. But I am. I, I, I am. I well, am. I'm, how and are you I'm the Trump side if you're, if you're such a liberal lefty? Excuse me? I said, how are you on the Trump, Trump side when the only thing I ever hear on the space is... Uh, Sir, you, you I know, was bullying, born and raised about... in a communist country, so trust me. No, but me, all, you I'm wanna... hearing you, all I'm hearing you talk I about... I don't care. I don't care what you hear. That... You also said when a Republican well, gets all, my all... name right. Like, I didn't understand that either. Well, all... so... That was a joke. That was a joke, Evie. Was, you probably, well, you probably don't have saying. a maybe, sense of maybe humor. Maybe it's a cultural thing. But what I'm telling you, well, we have a problem. Gavin Wax. No, but I'm people. trying to say your Josh argument is, is a liberal. Your argument is about feminism fact. is a liberal left. I am Western not a feminist. Problem. I do not believe in feminism. All I've heard you I talk about is women, women, women. Don't say this to women. Don't say that to women. Leave the kid alone. That's, that, let, that's, and refuse that's, specific points. That's not what I said. Maybe you're a liberal, and that's what you're he, you want to hear. That is absolutely. Can I ask not a question to her? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I have a question. So, so you're you're so uh, anti women and anti bullying women, so to speak. All right, uh, she can control her looks. Fun fact: I cannot control when I was born. So, how is it different between you bullying me because I'm 16 years old? I'm not talking about me you. because I'm 16. No, no, she can I'm control not, her looks. You keep talking down on me because I'm 16 Congress. years old. Josh, I want to see you in Congress, but not by bullying people. Josh, I think this is kind of. I think me and Evie are. Uh, well, let me not speak too much for Evie, but. What I, my impression of what she was saying to you just now was, you know, she's, a, she, Evie's, you know, a, an older woman, you know, we're not quite old enough to be your parents. I'm in my early thirties. Um, but anybody who is hitting like on any tweets where you're, you know, referring to a woman as, as having had Botox, um, knowing, knowing that you're young is not somebody who's for you. And I, again, I don't really know much about your politics, but no adult should be goading and encouraging any 16-year-old to make comments about an adult woman's looks and talk about Botox. That is not good. Nobody who cares about you should be saying that that's okay. And if, if, if we can't agree on that, that it's not okay to t let a 16-year-old think that making comments about Botox about an adult woman is not an appropriate way to behave... Then, 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 then we've got a real problem with just like basic decency because I mean, we ben, should that's, we that's should want better so, for you than that. Ben, that's, that's so conde condescending. But let Josh answer, then I'll, I'll I'll add to it. Go ahead, Josh. Okay, maybe 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 the tweet wasn't in the best taste, right? I have a question first and foremost about that tweet. Did I say a lie? Did you say a lie about what her looks? About her operation, about her Botox. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. You can kind of tell. I don't care if she had 250 operations. We don't do this. We don't do this in politics. We are Republicans. We don't do. We oh, don't my God. How long have you been in politics? The problem is the problem is we play the same game over and over again. The reason we lose is because we play the same game over and over again. 
talk about Botox. Failure to talk about Botox is not the reason a Republican has ever lost an election. Let's not let's not go there. There's one thing. It's one thing to say that Republicans can be tougher in many ways, but it's another thing to say that we have to accuse people, quote unquote, accuse people of having had Botox. Uh, otherwise, we won't win elections. Anybody who tells you that that's what you need to do in order to win does not care about you as I, a I person. Understand. The reason we lose is we don't call it how it is. We don't say what's the truth because it might hurt someone's feelings. We need to start saying the truth and talking yeah, but, about but, but what's but actually Josh, Including about personal Josh. appearance? No, Josh. Uh, Josh and you can what, do better than that as a person. Why is but that? Why exactly is that? Why, why exactly is that relevant, Josh? In terms of like, you know, we're talking about policy positions, right? We're talking about the best candidate to run the United States of America, right? As a president. Why is it relevant to attack somebody based on their... Yeah, maybe she has had Botox. I mean, so so you know, so have a lot of people. I mean, who cares? To be honest, that's what I mean. Like, like, to, who cares? I mean, the, the obviously it's it's a known fact that President Trump had a facelift this pa these past two years, and maybe I'll get. Oh, and they never that, made fun of Trump's looks. Who cares? Like, this, this is this argument this, is ridiculous. This, like, this, at the end of the day, you can when you argue with somebody, when you fight with someone on Twitter, when you debate with someone, people sometimes say things to each other. We've talked about this. Uh, we've talked about the text messages between Pershaw and Max and uh, Gavin. And it's generally, that's what happens. People go go emotive. They say things to each other. To basically now do drama on a space and three or four people attack Josh just because he talked about Botox. Like, so what? Grow up. No one cares. He's made the comment and, and move on yeah. with it. Actually, so I, I, can, I, can, nice I, can I can I can I answer? Nick asked me a question. Am I able to answer that, or, or is yeah, he going to talk over me? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So I believe I answered his question earlier in the space, but I'll say it again. It is a great way to draw an attention to your argument if you start with something that's going to provoke outrage. That's how debates have happened a long time. That's how that's how the the, the debates in 2016 had such high ratings, as it was appearance attacks before they got into real substance. As we've gotten into real substance, I haven't talked tweeted about Botox in three days since the original thread went down. I've started talking about the inconsistencies with Ron DeSantis, with his website not having any sort of statements on it, any sort of facts on it, any sort of policies on it. But I, I've talked more about Botox in this space today than I have in the last three days because you won't stop asking me about it. Could I just okay, say one, just one more thing about Botox, Josh? It's very common. Why do you common. talk about it so much? Why are you so like, obsessed like, with it? I, I really your mother know. may have had Botox. Like, like this is adults know enough to not make fun of people for this because it's very, very common. That is quite low. Why, why okay. are you talking about his parents? So it's a bit of a childish thing to even say. It's childish of you to what you just said to him. Okay. I like this. All. I, w I wasn't actually like, able to finish my question cool. here. My, it's my, cool my. If you want to say that to him, but like, don't cry when he says it back. Go yeah, ahead. Can I, can I? I was. I'm trying to like say. Wait, wait. If you use the word Botox, I'm muting you. But go yeah, ahead. I'm. Uh, I promise. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I'm saying like we have like, ten minutes like piling on like just on Josh, and it, it, it's. I think it's just it's just ridiculous. Um, he he did his tweet. And you said your piece. He said his piece. Could we could we just like move on from this? It's like why why are we like like piling on on him on this on Josh for like ten minutes, going after him and and then using age as it just seems so trivial and so like juvenile. Like like the ways of these we're, we're adults here. Josh may not be an an adult, but most people who are in the space are adults. So we we should just be moving on from this and just talk about actual things, not not like whatever this devolved to, but. One second, guys. Okay. Straight after this space, we are going to have a subscriber-only space. You can, guys can ask us any questions you want. It will be more personal. So even if you want to ask us questions about, for example, you know, why did we have 
uh, Ben on here? Why did we have G G G GOP Josh on here? Why? Suleiman, could I ask you whether you've had Botox? No, I haven't. I haven't. I have not, and I don't mind you. No, I'm joking. In the next, I do not mind you asking space. me the question, and I'm not going to be condescending and say, you know, it's because because you're a hater or you know, make some kind of liberal argument against it. Don't worry, but um. And also, Tira, if you want to ask me that in the subscribers space and ask me more personal questions, join the space. I'm sure we everyone, will... everyone would be absolutely agog to know all about your personal <laughs> sort of so join the space. issues. We'll, ask, we'll answer any questions. We'll even ask, answer questions about the psychology of like what was happening in the space, why we were asking certain questions, why we were making certain interruptions, why we let certain people on, why we didn't leave, let certain people on. Like, it's going to be a lot more personable. A lot of your questions will be answered. So join the subscriber-only space. It's happening immediately after this space. It's going to be fun. It's going to be more chilled out, more relaxed. Uh, and, and yeah, join it and you'll be able to ask questions. Well, there'll be snacks. There won't be snacks. Food food is not included. But if you guys want to mail some food over to me to the United Kingdom, it, it will be very good. Hey, if we're lucky, we'll get Botox. I mean, I won't have Botox. <laughs> I, Amen. I'm with, G, I'm with G, GOP Josh on this. I'm not down with the Botox. But separate to that, guys, to subscribe, you just press the button on the top and just subscribe. But let me pass it over to Nick. Sorry, Nick, I interrupted you. No, I, I, I will say, I don't know if it's Botox or not, but, you know, you got to admit, Don... Uh, Donald Trump's facelift actually it looks it looks really good. He looks he looks great right now. So it looks I'll give fantastic. That he didn't have too many it's operations, all right? No, wonderful face. It's wonderful. It's a perfect face. But 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 anyway. So I I, I want to move past this a little bit. This seems like and maybe I haven't been around in U.S. politics enough. But you know we're so early before the 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 primaries from from what it seems and uh and it's getting so heated right now. It's it's you know, both sides attacking each other very viciously, you know, does it get worse? And actually, this is an interesting question that I thought, and I'll ask Chief this. What happens when Trump comes back to Twitter? Because we had, we, what came up in this space the other day with Benny Johnson is he said that he had spoken with people in the Trump camp, uh, very close to Trump, that confirmed Trump was coming back to Twitter. So, I mean, what, what do you see happening once you get that first tweet back from Trump? I mean, do you see him, like, totally diving straight into this uh, this war that's going on right now. So uh, yeah, I, I actually I know some people in Trump camp. I've reached out to them too, and I, I've heard murmurs about him returning to Twitter pretty soon. Also, um, I'll say I'll say also with this, when Trump gets back on Twitter, the game will change. We've seen basically Trump off of Twitter for a very long time, kind of just on true social. And when he gets back on Twitter, I think he will go dive straight into DeSantis and, and treat it as if there was a primary in 2015. Trump is running for president. He has a couple of opponents to go through. So he'll go and treat this, uh, you know, treat them as, as opponents. And uh, I think that he'll, you know, go back and get energized back to his roots and say, you know, we got to deal with these people. We got to go and get past them. And I love that. We need Trump to be more, in my opinion, more like 2015, where he was just, you know, out there, energetic, you know, going after people and really going making his case to the people why he should be the nominee. And I do, I do think that, um, you know, when Trump is going to run and, you know, in this whole thing, Twitter will be used in spaces, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll have some sort of usage with that possibly when the um the all the issues are sorted out with the twitter spaces uh when there's any reassurances from elon that they're it'll, it'll have a safe and perfect uh space but no i think he'll be using twitter for good he'll be you know tweeting his things out maybe we'll be using some attacks like robo ron or uh you know stuff like that just like in 2015 so i'm excited for it though he'll be on twitter soon i think and uh i can't wait to see what happens i mean chief let me ask you a question like what do you prefer do you prefer like let's let's be honest trump attacks right and uh, 
the things that people are calling GOP Joshua, like Trump does that anyway, right? Let's let's be clear. Yeah. And Trump is more direct in his attack. So he won't he won't mess around. He'll just attack like, you know, pudding fingers or whatever it may be. Whereas DeSantis attacks, but it's more passive and passive aggressive. So he'll talk about porn stars, but not really say it. So the question becomes like, what what style do you prefer? Do you prefer like a direct attack or do you prefer like a backhanded oh. attack? That's the way I see it. But what, oh, how do you see it? Attack 100%. If you're going to go after somebody, you say it to their face. You go and you tweet it out. You're not going to do these little passive remarks like, well, I, you know, I think DeSantis had some passive remark, you know, against Trump or whatever. Go, you know, if you attack somebody, Say it with it, say it, you know, to their face, say it on Twitter and say and tag them and say, Hey, this is what's going on. I don't agree with you. If I have if I have a problem with somebody on Twitter, like I'll 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 tweet them and I'll say what's going on, you know. So I think Trump does a great job of saying calling things as he sees them. And I, I respect when people can at least air their disagreements out directly to people instead of gossiping or uh you know, or behind the scenes or whatever. He says what he wants to say. If Trump doesn't like somebody, he'll call you out. If he doesn't like Roboron, he'll say Roboron, I don't like you. And he'll say it plain, and and we all know where Trump stands on these issues when he does that. So, we need more. The, the big, the big let thing. Let me go to that. Josh. Let me go to Josh, and then I'll go to John, and then we are wrapping up. Go ahead, Josh. All right. So a big thing here, and uh, first off, I want to I put it on the jumbotron. I haven't said a tweet about Botox since May twenty sixth, and that's all y'all can talk about. So I don't think it's really my fault here. Um, but besides the point, when you really look at the, the the strategy behind Trump's campaign and the way Trump ran his campaign, it's always been personal attacks, policy. Personal attacks to get the guy warmed up, you know, get him fired up, and then get into the policy, get into the facts of the person. And I know I've said this a couple of times, but I don't think people understand what I'm trying to say when they keep going back. Well, you talked about her Botox. I did. I, I, I tweeted it. Yes, I did. Uh, um, but I really think that Trump's going to go out here, and I kind of want to go into what uh, Chief Trumpster said as well. And, and he's going to do the same thing that he's always done. And he's going to win. Okay? He's doing it on, on Truth Social now, not to the biggest extent that he has uh, in, the, in the past. I think he will on Twitter once he actually can see I don't know if he knows what Christina Pushaw looks like and what has happened there, but you know, uh, I'll I'll step down now. But I appreciate you all having me on tonight, and uh, I will speak to you all soon. Have a great day and a great uh, well, uh, weekend. And remember Josh, those. I just, wanna, I just wanna commend you. Like you've been on the stage. I've not looked at your tweets except for the ones that I mentioned. But mm-hmm. the way you the way you come across, the, your elocution skills, and the way you argued is That's highly impressive. Thank um, you. I'm not trained. I'm not media trained. I haven't been trained in debate or anything. I'm just kind of going at it, you know. Yeah, keep it going. You're doing well. Uh, John, go, uh, John, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to jump in. That the, the attacks are going to be very direct when the time comes because Trump views DeSantis, in my opinion, as his only competition, and it's not that competitive. And I, what I mean by that is DeSantis has been campaigning for months as, as the, you know, he's running for president, but he's not saying it. When he was in Staten Island, I was covering for a news organization, and I went there and they were actually they were actually going through the news organizations and who they were going to let in if there was enough room, as if there was a waiting list. And there was no waiting list. There, there was ample space. It, it didn't sell out in in, in uh, for for lack of better words. So I mean, the the excitement is not there on the ground, and their team is managing and micromanaging everything to push his image forward. And that is even making sure like hosts of Newsmax that didn't uh, apply in time were, were possibly held out. So I'm just saying that they're, they're micromanaging everything on this. And for the comeback lines of Ron DeSantis, I think that they're not going to be so uh, immediate and on the spot because they have to wait for Seth Dillon and the Babylon Bee to write those for him. So actually, Nick, or <laughs> just to, uh, Nick, just to confirm, do we actually, because I think the last we heard there wasn't necessarily like Trump maybe wasn't going to do 
a Republican primary debate with kind of the Republican candidates? Do, do we ha, has has that changed? Is there going to be one? Has there been scheduled the the first Republican primary debate? I I, I think that has been uh, so we've we've heard both. I think Trump threatened not to do a Republican primary debate uh, at one point. Uh, I've not. This is we're talking two months ago now. I haven't heard any updates since then. There aren't any Republican. Uh, primary debate scheduled as of now. Uh, so I think, I think we're going to have to find out once, you know, those are finally announced and, uh, and, and we have dates. So I think it's, it's not safe to say right now because Trump's not really talking about it. At this point. And, I, and, I, and I ask that because I think that's going to be a key measure, right? I, th- I think we're, we're, we're starting to get a lot of the, the, from at least Republican voters who, who not maybe are not as politically active on Twitter and you know these spaces or just in that political sphere, I think that's going to be the first gauge, right? I think the, the Republican primary debates are going to be the really determining factor. Uh, uh, and right now, with Trump and DeSantis being the lead uh, as the two primary candidates, with Trump way ahead, obviously, um, I think that's going to be the key issue. And then how you know both debate styles uh, handle. And and I think you know a lot of the criticism that pe- you know the Trump campus and DeSantis, which is right, I just I don't see DeSantis taking tough questions. And I think that's a huge weakness that he has. And and I think that's going to be something that Trump will definitely try to exploit as much as possible. And if the DeSantis camp does not fix that, I think it spells a lot of trouble for their, any possibility they might have to becoming president of the United States, unless there's something crazy that happens uh, during the primaries. So yeah, that- and, and, and I think you're right on that. It does seem like, you know, Trump does actually, accept, I mean, he, he'll call on anybody in the press that's sitting out on there, even people that, he, you know, he knows hates him. Uh, he'll still call on them and take those tough questions. I don't know if we've seen that from DeSantis yet. Maybe that'll change. But, you know, I think that's that's one of the things that people respect a lot about uh, uh, Trump President also Trump. answers uh, guys, the questions so better guys, too. They, one sec, one second, press talk for two second. So the subscriber only space is pinned at the top. So if you want to check it out, you can click on the link. We are going to start immediately afterwards. Uh, we are start, We are going to be going there very soon. Sorry, go ahead, press Trump, I said Trump's also better at answering questions. Every time DeSantis gets a question, you know he either fumbles it or he goes, "Well, you look at what we've done in Florida." And gives really no answer, talks about woke Disney, and that's about all you get from him. Whereas you talk to Trump, he's going to give you this, this straightforward, you know, straight shooter answer. So, you know, another reason why Trump is the obvious go-to. So, right, guys, thank you so much for coming to this space. It is a, a much appreciated. We will be moving over to the sub- subscriber-only space, so check it out for us. Join the space for those who are subscribers, those who aren't subscribing, you can join it. It's going to be an Ask Us Anything question, open-ended. Um, so, yeah, co- come to that space, but much appreciated. Final thoughts, Nick? So, yeah, if you want to insult Slay Man, this is a perfect venue to do it. So you can come in here and just let it out. <laughs> so we'll see you guys over there. Just subscribe to Mario. Hit on his profile. It's $1 only, as I said. Um, and you know, we'll see you guys in there, but thank you for listening. Thank you, Matt.